What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 49 of the No Mercy podcast. We are back and we come right out the gate hot, pissed off about all the political nonsense and shit that's going on. So we started off saying, I think I started off saying I'm not going to talk about political shit anymore. And I think I went on like a 10 minute rant about political shit. So I think it backfired. And at the end, the very end of the pod, the last few minutes, we came up with the best business idea fucking ever. So make sure you tune in to the end. But in the middle, Bobby released a new song about Dogecoin. Uncle Danny called in for like an hour and a half. He was on here forever. So that was fun. We talked about sports hypocrisy, politics, the Super Bowl. Uh, I did a whole GameStop breakdown and financial breakdown and entrepreneurial breakdown, which is the way I want to start going with these pods more. I'm getting away from this fucking dumbass fucking political nonsense. And I want to get more towards uh, financial growth, entrepreneurial shit, humor, all that kind of stuff. So uh, you'll hear us talk about it throughout the pod. But uh, make sure you listen. There's a lot of good stuff laid all through this podcast. So uh, three hours long, I think it was, somewhere in that range. So we didn't do one last week. So you guys uh, were begging for it. So we made it extra long for you. So it could buy you some time. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Make sure to get over to 4deepbets.com. Talking about financial growth. And uh, get over there, sign up, join us. I've been in the Discord over there nonstop, um, five, six days a week, seven to 10 hours a day, hanging out with those guys, giving gambling picks, betting picks. We traded GameStop together for two straight weeks. We're start, we talk crypto in there. We talk everything. So uh, if you are new and interested in the gambling world, sports betting, or the financial world, uh, that's the place to go where we exchange ideas for deepbets.com. You can do promo code SAVE20 and you will save 20%. Bets.com. And without further ado, hit it, Bobby. Well, it's the No Mercy Podcast with Tommy G. We sure like talking about conspiracies. The party begins when we're four drinks deep. That's when we start trying to red pill. She create the mayhem. We create the mayhem. The mayhem, we create the mayhem. The bot is a gay alien. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy, Tommy G, here with episode 49 of the No Mercy podcast after a beautiful, I'm sorry for you guys, I needed a vacation more than fucking life, Bob, and maybe I turned it into two and a half weeks instead of the uh, expected 10 days of darkness I was expecting post-Jan 20. Uh, I think I took 20 days of darkness, but Bobby, <laughs> I am refreshed. I am back, and I am not going to be talking about fucking Trump. You want to talk yeah. about QAnon? You want to talk about po- kick mother fucking rocks? But Bobby, I am here to talk to you. We're getting back to some sports stuff, some... Uh, GameStop, we'll talk some fucking Bitcoin, we'll talk about the moon being fake, we'll talk about Adrenochrome, I am yours, my friend, there is no show plan, I will talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about, but leave this fucking political shit to the side, I'm done. I'm okay with that, I'm okay with that, but I do still think that this was all a ploy, once again, to shatter my ego, because I had been putting out a lot of pods in a row, and you're slowly uh, starting to regain control of this podcast. So yes. I do think there was some undermining involved here. And I even came in with a nice little like two-minute rant to start before I even introduced you, which is very rare. That's just me just showing my dominance. 
Yes. Yeah. I can, I can see that and I'm okay with it. I, I understand it's no mercy with Tommy G. So mm-hmm. I'm willing to accept my role. But however, I do want to make sure that we do get these out. You've had your vacation. You just said it. So now I'm going to put you on the spot on mm-hmm. air. The vacation's been there. We're not going to be talking about all this other depressing shit a lot as much anymore. We're going to be talking about fun shit. I, I'm totally on board with all that stuff. Um, it's been an exhausting couple of months for me. So how, tell me, I'll start with this. How was your Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, it was fantastic. And uh, yeah. I actually made my return to the Gilded, uh, which I'm easing my way back over. It's just, you know, I, I just, I'm not talking about this shit anymore. I'm done. Like, I'm not black-billed. I'm not fucking Trump stand there. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm completely indifferent towards everything. I'm, I'm Switzerland on politics, okay? Don't talk to me about it. We already did the fucking last episode where we explained where we think we went right, where we went wrong. We'd take a couple weeks. We said that in the last episode, um, what we thought about. So up until the Super Bowl, I did think about it, and I still don't know what the fuck happened. I still don't know what the fuck's going on, and I don't fucking care. So if March 4th, everything's going to change, great. Rooting for you. I'll be here on the sidelines fucking with my pom-poms, praying that we were right. But I am not going to be the person at the front of this with an iron horse going, there is it's still happening. There's still military. No, I'm out. I'm out. Okay? I spent nine months, Bob, of my life. I sacrificed my company. I sacrificed all my social media handles. I made zero dollars. We didn't monetize the podcast once. Never ran Mm -hmm. a fucking ad on here once. Never started a Patreon once. Never fucking did it. Because I said, if this doesn't go our way, I'm not going to profit from something unless I led people in the right direction. We were waiting for the election. Never launched four deep yet. Like, I wanted to make sure we were on the right path. And honestly, we weren't. Okay, something got fucked up. The wires got crossed. Shit's backwards. I don't know what's going on. All I know is I am no longer the content expert on political Trump QAnon conspiracy in that realm situation because everything I thought didn't happen. So I'm out on that. Not that I don't believe it. I still believe it in my heart. I still want everything to happen. I am just no, there's no way you can respect me as a content expert on that topic if I've been nothing but wrong the whole time. So I'm done with that. And See, I, needed some I, time. I would actually argue the counterpoint when it comes to that, because I don't I actually feel like you've been a, right about a lot of things. And I think a right, lot of what's happened. But the thing I was wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yes and no, because realistically, what we're seeing is, you know, a lot of things that we said were going to come true with with a lot of the election interference stuff. I don't think anybody in the right mind thinks that Joe Biden actually won this election where it gets murky is on all like the you know is the uh, military in control march 4th blah 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 all this other shit like is joe biden actually the president right now like that's the kind of shit i'm staying out of but as far as the election itself do you do i think that we were wrong as far as um you know the the results and and it's an obvious i think we were correct as far as Trump won this election legally, which is going to yeah. get into a whole different realm of, of topics that we want to address today. But as far as just that's concerned, yes. But to, to, you know, to say that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that you're not like an expert anymore because you were wrong. I would just kind of say that, like, I look at it like this. I've been watching a lot of I mean, shows. Don't get me wrong. I'm still a brilliant expert on it. <laughs> exactly. So let's I let's mean, not forget that. Right. But here's the thing. We've been in the shop for not. Here's the way I look at it. I've been watching these shows about car restorations and they work, 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 restore cars, restore cars, you know, that that have no value and restore them to value. But, 
you it's a lot of hard work and it's a lot of dedication. It's a lot of long hours. So I watched this episode where they actually went out on vacation. They rode go-karts. They had a good time, spent time with their families. We haven't done that in a long time because mm-hmm. I feel like the last like six to seven months has been straight work, 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 work in the fire, in the fire. And we haven't had any time to sit back and say, all right, what did we do before this? What was our brand before right. that? What did we enjoy doing? Why did I get into this? Why, you know, what, it, what did people yes. like about it that made it big? Because we were big before all this. So like, yeah. what, what made it fun? What made it good? Well, you know, the thing is, is we were in an election year uh, and then coronavirus hit. So we are, we're currently living in one of the craziest conspiracies ever. And the race ever. war started in the impeachment trial and like all that was at the same time. So we got, we got dragged into 100% political talk all the time. We would have been doing people an injustice if we were talking about the moon landing and all these other evergreen topics that we knew we could eventually get back to. Like people are still saying, you know, we want more about Antarctica. We want more about ABCDFG. We'll have plenty of time to talk about all that stuff. It's just that we got kind of sidetracked because we're living in a conspiracy. And what you want, you know, despite of what you want to say about what's happened since the inauguration, the one thing we can say is there's a lot of suspect and shady shit going on with what seems to be like a shadow presidency. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know. We don't have all the answers as far as what's going on right now. We know we have a president that's hiding. We know we have a president that's signing tons of executive orders right now. And all this other shit about whether he's on a movie set in California or whether he's actually in the White House, that's all up for debate and up for grabs. And if you guys want to talk about it, that's fine. But like even this impeachment shit that's happening right now, I did a poll yesterday saying, are you watching this? Are you watching it seriously? Are you watching it for entertainment? Or are you not even paying attention? And overwhelmingly, the people just seem exhausted with this. No one, yeah. Yeah. Enough is enough. No one cares. And here's the thing. So when I say I'm out, I'm out from dark energy. I'm leaving dark energy, heading towards the light. I'm much happier right now, literally. And and this is the tail end or middle of retrograde, right? Where I've been. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I don't do well in retrograde. So retrograde hit right after January 20th. So you had 50 different colliding forces happening at the same time. But does retrograde been happening for like the last six years? I feel like a retrograde's <laughs> been happening for 41 years. For 41 me. years. <laughs> Going on my 41st year of retrograde. <laughs> but the, uh, the, I'm staying away from dark energy because I made a commitment. And, and, and as you did, Bob, on a, on a different level, you've taken breaks throughout, you know, to kind of keep your mental health sane. You know, obviously you mm-hmm. have health condition and stuff too where you have to do that. But I haven't. I, I didn't. I mean, yeah, I took uh, maybe since November 3rd a couple times. But like from March through October, I was 100 miles an hour, fucking 50 tweets a day, thousand word threads, podcasts, right. fucking ca- all day, every day, nonstop. Then it was Discord. Then it was Gilded. Then it was banned. Then it was own people turning on you. And then it was just left my company, didn't monetize the new company, sat there making zero dollars just to make sure to fucking lead the movement and lead the charge and trust the plan and trust in Trump. Like, I didn't have any Tommy time as what I believe to be a fairly selfish person, and I'm sure you'd agree. I'm very selfish about my time. I don't respond to texts unless I want to. I don't see people unless I want to. I don't do things unless I want to. I'm not 40 and single with no kids so that I have to do what anyone fucking tells me, right? So... I have been what I believe to be extremely unhealthily unselfish with my time and energy for the whole entire summer and winter. 
And once November 3rd hit, I personally had a drawdown where just like you guys all went, wait, what? I went, wait, what? You know, like I was I was the one preaching this stuff to you. And I don't mean to speak as an individual because it's me and Bobby and Kurt and Danny and No Mercy and all that. And then inevitably T and Liz Crokin and everybody. I'm just speaking for myself. So, you know, I was preaching that message from the top of my lungs. I'm doing the actions, not wearing the masks in the mall, fucking, um, you know, giving up my company, giving up my time, being up till 7 a.m. drinking with everyone in voice chats, writing, you know, threads that take four days to explain Illuminati and adrenochrome and fucking what's going on. Like, it was a lot of output with very little input, right? Like, I wasn't getting much back except for bans and hatred and trolling and psyop and fraud. Like, you know, it, it's not very rewarding if you look at yourself as an energy source when you give out something and don't get much in return, right? But that was fine because I was... Yeah. I was and and it, the problem is... What, and not to cut you off, just wrap, put a bow on this. No, you're fine. The problem is that I've never done that in my life. I've never given a year to what I believe to be the right reasons for the right cause to the right people, which I do believe it was the right cause. It was the right move. It was the right reason. NWO is coming in. Trump needs to fucking win this. I need to rally enough people as I can to wake them up and show them what's going on so that we can win the election and we can have a better world. And I'm not going to profit a dollar from it while I do it right? When I know I can. So I thought that was a good move. And to see so much hate and so much darkness surround everything, it didn't even matter what I did. Like I could have done anything and it wasn't enough or it was too much or too little. And I just got to a point where I was just like, you know what? Fuck you. And I took a little bit of a break in November. And then I was like, you know what? Can't leave now. January 20th is coming up. This is still going to happen. I mean, I thought there was going to be a goddamn assassination attempt on January 20th, possibly, you know, like, my head was fucking in the, the so deep in the conspiracy clouds I couldn't even see my own asshole. So, and then after that, it's like, all right, that was my line in the sand. That's it. I'm going to take a little time. I'm going to recenter. I'm going to find who what I want to do with my social media, what I want to do with my time. I need to pay more attention to my sports clients who are paying me actual money, you know, hundreds of dollars for my attention. I can't be spending tens of hours in a place where I'm going to get trolled all day and shit on and people fucking talking smack when I have paying clients at four deep bets that I need to cater to. And then the stock market stuff happened with GameStop. So I was trading like a man-man again. I was coaching trading in the four deep bets room. Uh, I was get, I'm getting back to funny videos on Instagram. I did the Kevin Durant whiteboard thing drunk. I just did another like that's what I want to get back to. Fun rants, fun this. I'm still on the Trump train. I'm still on all the trains you guys are on. I'm just fucking done talking about it. And I think that's why no one wants impeachment, Bob, because it's just darkness. It's more darkness. This is their plan. Their plan is to surround us with darkness all the time. And if you keep staying in the rabbit hole, you're never going to see the light. That hole, you, the further you go down that hole, the darker it gets and the harder it is to get back out the hole. So it's one thing to venture down these rabbit holes, be it politically, QAnon, Trump, whatever it is, impeachment. It's another thing to get into deep, Bob that you can't get out. And that's where I saw myself going. And I'm out, but I'm still in, but I'm in at a point where I could jump back in the rabbit hole for a little bit, but I'm not deep enough that I can't get out of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And, you know, some of the things that you, 
you know, I, w- I want you to kind of take your own advice on this where, you know, you were saying, you know, don't listen to the top 10% or the bottom 10%. Right. And, and I understand there was a lot of trolling, but yes, also have to understand your following increased exponentially and our podcast views skyrocketed. So the, you know, to our credit, awesome. to your credit. Yeah. But the thing is, I is mean, we're I really good. We're really good. Bob. It's a really fucking good show. And I, I mean, I, I listen to it <laughs> yeah, I do after too. we do it yeah. twice. <laughs> Yes. Sometimes yeah. in the shower. Yes. Like I actually I've every time do it before. <laughs> I could never like, fuck listening to your voice. I have <laughs> come to your voice <laughs> thrice, thrice in the last month and a half. Thrice. And one oh, time man. I was coming and Danny popped on and that was horrible. <laughs> right at the wrong like, spot. Hey, That's like, that's like when it that's like when it cuts to the guy's face during ah, the nut shot. Or no, it's the worst. <laughs> all I saw was his stupid Neanderthal fucking face <laughs> as I'm blowing a load all over my pillow. Plow team sex. That's gonna be the part. You were about to go on a rant. Go, go. Well, no, go. what I was saying was, you know, I I understand this because the same thing has been happening to me, and I spoke and I'm going to speak about it again. January 6th was the excuse they needed to call us insurrectionists and to call us domestic terrorists. They used it in the Super Bowl when they cut to the shot of the police officers who, quote unquote, survived the storming of the Capitol. And they're turning everybody against MAGA, which is a really important discussion to have, because since January 6th, the darkness that Tommy is talking about, I've been feeling the same thing, too, because I've had friends and family members texting me saying, you are scaring me. Mm. And, I, and I said, a week ago, I wasn't scaring you. A week ago, we were sitting right. around having family discussion, and you were proud of the work I was doing. And now, since the storming of the Capitol, by what we assume to be a lot of agent provocateurs and people that weren't even associated, weren't even at the rally because the rally was so far away. Because some of these... Uh, you know, people who storm the Capitol and then they blow it up and make a story about it because of these small amounts of people. You, now I am scaring you. That's yeah. what we have to be worried about it, because now they're going to be going after compelled speech. They're going to be going after anybody that speaks out against the party, the new party line. So that being said, with as far as our podcast and as far as our brand, you know, what I have realized is that people enjoy our content you know it doesn't have to be as a matter of fact the trump stuff and the and the election stuff actually was a deterrent to some people because they enjoyed what we were doing before um that being said if there is a topical issue that we need to discuss i think we should bring it up however now that the elections passed you know there's so many other things that can be incorporated into our podcast we can go back to some of the evergreen topics and and i'm kind of with you as far as the being out but not being out because um when when i've seen like the amount of friends and family that have come after me in the last month it's so taxing it really is it's it's in i just need a little bit of a breather and then i feel like i could be like re-energized to maybe get back into it again but it's not okay yeah right no no you're right it's not out as much as it's just dial it back. Like we were running it like it's a marathon, right? Like from, mm-hmm. from inception to when the NWO takes over, it's a marathon, right? 
And the way that me and you were both able to sustain longevity as content providers in a dark, dark world where you're literally spending your whole day Googling 70-year-old men fucking children and drinking their blood or fucking, you know, walking outside in your house and having the mask monsters fucking stare at you and the Karens attack you in a store just for going to buy fucking pasta, you know, like and the live in this world of hatred and banning and shutdown and, you know, all that. You need to have some light in it, right? It can't be mm-hmm. all darkness. There needs to be light. And when you're when you're fighting the darkness, as I think we were doing, and you know, I tend to look at myself as a gladiator in this war, right? Like a lot of people have their roles, and my role is to be on the front line screaming, fuck the fucking Illuminati and fuck Jack and fuck Twitter, you know, and and be that guy. And that's great. And I'm still gonna be that guy, but I'm also a human being. And sometimes we run out of gas, right? So if you're running a marathon, you can't sprint it for 5,200 miles. You know, you got to pace yourself. And we didn't. And the reason we didn't pace ourselves is because we couldn't. We had a hard stop on November 3rd. We had to get shit done in eight months or else we're fucked. And I'm telling you right now, we're fucked, okay? So anyone who tells you otherwise is lying. We're fucked until otherwise notified. Okay, so March 4th. Great. If that happens, we're not fucked anymore. We're unfucked. If something crazy out. Great. As of today, we're fucked. So I needed to get my own house in order. Literally, Mm -hmm. Bob, I have boxes in the other room packed for when I'm going to move. I'm going to be moving to a red state when I do that. I am loaded up on every form of uh, food, ammunition and everything I could ever need. Right. So I needed to get my own shit right, because before January 20th and all that, it was just a lot of talk. Right. Like, yeah, we're going to move to Utah. We're going to everyone buy guns and protect your, not to storm the Capitol, to protect yourself like any gun owner would, right? Like have all that and, and get yourself right. We're gonna, but you can't do that unless you start taking fucking steps to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been taking steps to do that. I think my money's in order. My safety's in order. My mental health is finally a little more in order than it was even just a couple weeks ago. And I feel good again, right? And, and I feel ready to move forward. Now, I'm still going to lead this fight. I'm still, you know, I, I was in the Gilded for five hours about a week ago. What was it? Saturday. Um, I was in the Gilded for five hours Saturday night. And it was fun. We had a good time and it talked a little bit. And uh, it was from 1 to 6 a.m. And I'll be back in there, you know, once a week, maybe twice a week. I'll pop back in, you know, late at night. Whenever I feel like it's right for me, that's when I'm going to do it. And I'm going to spend a lot of my time making fun content and some serious content. But Rants that make a point, like the Kevin Durant. Did you get that? Kevin, Kevin Durant. Durant. Oh, my go. dear. Yeah, I'm good at this. Um, wow. You know, where it's fun and it's interesting and it can it can have mass appeal, but at the same token, it's also proving a point that COVID is a fucking scam. Yeah, but but right? that's the whole thing that we that, – like, that that's was our brand – Right. That fucking got us on the map is that we incorporated pop culture and uh, taboo media or alternative media. We we combine those those two worlds together masterfully, if I might add. Yes, very masterfully. And the thing is, is like the covid shit. It is topical. The, the race right shit. It is topical, you know, but like we always, you know, we always try to make sure that, you know, that this stuff is fun as well. And, um, you know, so those are some of the things that, you know, I think would be very good to focus on, but also, you know, don't give 
you know, and, and I don't want to give people the wrong impression that we're not going to bring up these issues. We are oh, going to bring up these issues. We are not giving in. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I've been doing readings about with 1984 with uh, James R. And one of the things at the end is the character gives in at the end. And the last thing he says is, I love Big Brother. We're not saying that. Yeah. We're never going to say that. We're always going to speak out against Big Brother anytime that there's anything that we feel like is topical and, and newsworthy and relevant. However, it's good to mix in evergreen content. It's good to have fun. But the other thing that you mentioned that I do want to say this, and I've been saying this off air, so I'm going to you know, say it on air just so that you know I have it on record, is we spent this whole time not monetizing it so that you know people didn't think that we were quote-unquote patriots. We didn't there want people, people who to turned think- on us. <laughs> and then they turn and, and I've been saying this since the first episode. I don't understand why why having some type of advertiser or some type of method of revenue stream for the podcast. Because here's the deal: people want podcasts. They want more podcasts. That's what they want. They want content. They want content. They want content. We're getting you know fifty to a hundred thousand downloads like, an episode. I feel like this is a message directly at me that you're trying to frame to the to be like your yes. To. I'm framing it to you, dude. Like, like there's you're, probably, you're there's probably people listening people right now. But really what you're doing is going, Tommy will show up more if we make money from this. That's exactly what I'm saying. It, but, but listen, that's <laughs> what you're right. I'm done, bro. Bro, I am fucking done. Go. Go. Tommy, Go. what did you just say? Okay, you said I have to spend – and this is nothing wrong with this. This is – listen, your company, I you're am paying listen, customers. I'm, I'm Tommy your, G. I'm – one straightforward. So ask me anything and say anything, and you are getting exactly how the fuck I feel with no remorse for anyone's feelings. All right. So. Well, then, if it's no mercy, here's what I'm going to say: Your commitment has been to your paying customers, which it should be on the mm-hmm. gambling side. Right. So the two things I have said, and I don't think the chat would complain with this because this would also solve the issue of all the fucking trolls, mm-hmm. is to put a paywall behind the conspiracy side. It would incentivize you to come back to the conspiracy. And I know what people are thinking right now. Oh, Bob, you just had an elaborate plan to put a pay scale. No, no, no. No. I always had a plan to put a paywall up in in fucking July. Yeah. We've been talking about it. Yeah. But But, like, uh, I'm in the music industry, okay? And people are willing to pay a cover to get into the club to avoid the bullshit. You pay the cover to get into the club so that everybody in that club is there for the same person, to to see the same artist, to see the same band. And what it also does is prevents every normal person from the street from just walking in to the fucking club and stirring shit up. Cause I'm telling you, that's how you destroy a club is by letting anybody in at any time of the day. And they, cr- they're called bar flies. And I'm sure you know about that. And they destroy yeah, any new clients them. that come in. And then next thing you know, you're left with just the bar flies and everybody else is fucking out of there. I love it when I get to a club and it's a $5 cover. Cause I know that it, it weeds out certain people that, you know, the bar, flies. you know, Barflies, it weeds that out. So I don't think there's anything wrong with the paywall on the conspiracy side. That way, you know, it'll incentivize people to, you know, ba- you know, bounce between the two. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking for advertising space. Um, you know, I know every other podcast I listens to. Uh, ben Shapiro has like forty of them. Oh Jesus Christ! I mean, he's selling I, fucking what sheets and fucking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was dude. What's her face is fucking. Did you see what's her face's video? I love which her, one. By the way. I'm so she's fucking so amazing. Uh, what's her face from that's literally her handle. What's her face? Oh, no, I don't know. Who that is I, I, you don't know who she is. Go to Instagram. Uh-huh. Look up. What's her I face? She's I the best. Know. So I was I was I DM with her. I talk with her. She's I'm, I'm a fan of hers and she's follows my stuff and re- shares it and stuff. So we're fans of each other. 
but she did an AOC fucking parody. Fucking when at the end, uh, she ended it with, and Ben Shapiro keeps playing all these ads about women's shoes and shit on her fucking. It's you gotta watch it. It's fantastic. But she's she's oh, she's, I'm following her. What the fuck? <laughs> she's fantastic. She's fucking, okay. Oh, she's like, I know who this girl is. Yeah, oh, yeah, she's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. She's cute. She's funny, and she don't give a fuck. She's great. Um, didn't she kind of like go kind of like us? Didn't she kind of go political a little bit? Well, she like, she like, blew up at the same time. Well, maybe a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. A little bit. Actually, one of her first, and I and I respect her and love her for this. But um, one of her first videos that really set her off was the Chrissy Teigen video, where she was one of the only people in America to actually say, "Tommy G, this is what happened." Like, instead of just pretending like they were making their own content. So that's when I started really respecting her and liking her because she did the chrissy teigen video and did a you know about 60 seconds on me therefore i love her because she talked about me and that's all it really takes is just speak about me and i'm a fan of yours but uh yeah she's fantastic but she did the ben shapiro thing but her most recent one is the aoc go check it out on uh, on instagram underscore what's her face underscore but um but yeah no like that's we haven't done any ads and everyone's like everyone i talk to bro who's so respected in this industry is just you know, they're not making a lot of money, but they're like, oh, I just got Bluetooth and oh, I just got this and oh, I just did that. And I'm just sitting here going, what the fuck are we doing? Like, I'm the biggest capitalist in the world. So, yes, I've been spending the majority of my time with my paid subscribers. And literally, I'm talking like eight hours a night, five nights a week in the voice chat with them, not like a little bit. So I'm probably in there too much, right? Like, and not in the other places enough, but I'm doing what I like. I'm focused on three things right now. Truth, honesty, and money. That, I'm sorry, truth, what was it? Truth, money, give me a third and one. Money. Uh, and money. money, more money. So truth, <laughs> money, and money. Those are my three things. So, I, and then, I, I, the truth, ahead, actually fuck truth. Money, money, and money <laughs> are the three things. But I'm literally in a mode right now where I'm so happy because finally, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. My area of expertise is colliding with my area of enjoyment in the financial worlds and crypto and GameStop and all mm -hmm. this stuff colliding with conspiracy on a very high level where all the conspiracy people are finally getting into my world of stocks and currencies and crypto and all this and that's where that's where if you want to see where's Tommy going going forward, I'm going to be doing cash daddies with Sam Tripoli uh, soon, probably in about I don't know when it'll be, but we already spoke on the phone. We're going to set it up and I want to do more financial stuff. I want to teach people how to make money, make more money like everyone around. Every, let's start making some fucking money because the NWO is going to come in and fucking murder us all if we don't fucking uh, do something about it. But one of the ways to do it is to make sure your financial situation is protected and secure enough so that you can make life-altering decisions that may need to be made at some point if this fucking Illuminati does take over. Yeah, and, you know, funny you say that because I'll, I'll just continuously reference 1984 because reread the book, by the way, if you haven't. Um, you know, it's it's applying to you right now. But one of the things that uh, uh, James R, R and I were talking about is the financial strength and stability that we had in the 50s and how that's what we were trying to return to is becoming more producers. And, and one of the ways that you can strengthen yourself in this fight against, you know, this deep state or whatever you want to call it is to have financial stability, more money, more power, more freedom. Um, and, and it, it, those are the things that they're trying to keep away from us, you know, um, through endless warfare and things of that nature, as well as psychological operations. 
and also uh you like shit like fucking universal basic income and stuff like that you it's that's that's not the way to do it the way to do it is to create wealth you know to become producers to become independent you know whether it's through a systematic or whether it's just in your own house so that being said yeah like the two worlds have collided um in this uh wall street fiasco between oh, you know the retailers and the big guys i mean it's the same thing that was happening you know in the uh you know the patriot movement versus the deep state you know like the parallels are are unbelievable and um I got caught up in it. You got caught up. In it. I know we both have short, you know, stories to share about our adventures on the market the last couple of weeks. Well, we're going, I, we're going, to that. We're going to that in a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm not trying to pivot into it now. I'm just no. You know, it's fine. I, I do want to hit that, but no, keep going. No. So what I was saying was, you know, like the worlds are combining. It's kind of like when you know conspiracy and sports started combining. So that's when me and you's worlds right. combine. And then, like, now you're getting, like, the conspiratorial political stuff combining with the financial stuff. And it's yeah. remarkable. All of these same philosophies of the big guys trying to stay in power and using every means and method possible to maintaining that power versus the, uh, you know, grassroots movement and the power of the individual. You know, there's existential battles going on in the markets. There's existential battles mm -hmm. going on in media. There's mm -hmm. existential sports. battles going on in sports politics Music. video games youtube i mean dude it's everywhere it's the same fucking battle but now it's like it's just funny when you see like the one thing that united everybody was the robin hood scandal but like the <laughs> it just it boggles my fucking mind and you're all wrong even the the liberals the liberals were coming out speaking up against wall street and these are the same liberals that were supporting big tech Twitter and YouTube for censoring free speech. And it's uh -huh. like, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Like you're yep. either for free speech in open markets or you're not like pick one side or the other. You know, you yep. can't fucking just when, you know, you can't go after big wall street, but then support big tech for doing the exact yep. same fucking thing. And, and I'm going to go into this later and tell you how you're all a bunch of fucking morons, including you, Bob, uh, <laughs> when it comes to the stock market, you little fucking nerds running around. It isn't fair what Robin Hood did to us. Suck a dick. You fucking broke nothing. Know nothing about the financial market. Fuck. So I'm going to get into that later. There's your cliffhanger. Maybe we'll bring Danny in for that part. But I'm fucking done with a bunch of little fucking nerdy conspiracy theorists going it's not right that robin hood didn't take my buy order no it's 100 percent right not only is it right everyone fucking knows they can do that it is 100 percent legal and if you fucking understood anything about how broker dealers work and how they're offsetting order flow to companies like citadel and when their supply gets to a level where they don't have any supply left and demand exceeds it they cannot do that to you because they are putting you in a very dangerous financial situation because they are letting you buy things that don't exist, which means that if the other companies that are over leveraged to them don't pay them back, then they go under and you don't get your money. So, yes, there is volatility risk that come with them not letting you fucking buy that fucking stock. You whiny little know nothing wannabe financial experts, because guess what else the fucking Wall Street does? I'm a shorter. I make a lot of money when things go down and when the stock market's dropping too fast and stocks are going down too fast, they have circuit breakers on the goddamn stock market. Do you know how many times I was in seven-figure trades where I was making hundreds of thousands of dollars shorting the stock market? Bobby, you saw me make $90,000 in an hour and a half on election night live on video in front of everyone. 
Do you know how many times I've been shorting the market during one of these flash crashes and they shut the fucking market down to protect the investors, to mm. protect you? How many times they have stopped the stock market? It's happened at least five times in the last five years. How many times they have shut the stock market off because it was going down too fast where you could have went fucking broke? So how come you're fucking okay when they do that and fuck me who was betting on it to go down and couldn't make any more money to protect your little dumb asses? But then when things are going up and they stop you from buying, which is protecting those idiots on Wall Street who at that time were short. You want to fucking cry that this isn't fair. It's the same way as these little fucking crypto idiots when they run around going, Elon Musk is an asshole. I can't believe he spoke negatively about this coin. Or the people who own Tesla were like, Elon Musk should go to jail for tweeting that he's going to sell his Tesla stock. I own Tesla stock and now I'm going down. But all of a sudden, Elon Musk goes, buy Dogecoin. And it goes fucking up 20x and everyone's like, Elon for president. That well, which is, uh, which is okay and which isn't. So the manipulation on fucking Twitter where they control the whole financial value of an asset is fine as long as it's going up. But if he goes and tanks the same coin, if Elon Musk went on today and said, fuck Dogecoin, it's going to zero, everyone would want his motherfucking head and want him in jail. If he went online and said Dogecoin is going to $100, everyone would want to put him on their fucking shoulders and carry him through the promised land with his fucking shirt off. Because everyone's a fucking hypocrite, and I'm fucking done with it, Bob. So are you teasing it? Is that your tease? Yeah, I was going to tease it, and then I just fucking skull fucked <laughs> it. And I murdered that rant. Yeah, that was a good rant. Uh, drink so, water. so here's my question for you. So uh, Robin Hood being a private company, right? It, it can yeah. quote unquote, you know, do what it wants, I right? It everywhere, dude. I got to clean my whole laptop. Yeah. Robin Hood's not to blame. It's a private company, ABCDFG. Not that they're not so, to blame. So can we make the same argument about Twitter, right? Like, yes. Can we make the same argument about YouTube controlling their market, Twitter controlling the market, uh, shorting the stock of MAGA and squeezing right. them out of the marketplace? So um, you can, but what you need to first understand is that everything Robin Hood did Robinhood did a lot of things wrong, and Robinhood was wrong for what they did. You know, when they got squeezed, part of the thing is they over leveraged themselves. They let big institutions come in and get too much of a shitty stock. And, and we'll go and explain GameStop. Would they let the retailers do the same thing that they're letting the big institutions do? No, no. Okay. 100%. So I'm not saying Robinhood's right. Okay. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is it happens all the motherfucking time. This isn't new. I used to do stock trading classes. I, I, owned, I was the director of sales for a stock trading school. We had 39 offices around the world. I was doing presentations in motherfucking Singapore. Okay. Like I've been talking about the risks of non-direct access trading platforms for a decade, for a fucking decade. I never had a single student that was on E-Trade or Robinhood or Ameritrade or any of those because I told them these exact risks, Bob, and I will forward you a PowerPoint presentation that I made in the year 2009 where I told everyone if their secondary uh, order flow uh, affiliates, if you want to refer to them as that, but what Citadel is basically to Robinhood, Citadel is someone that eats up the order flow from Robinhood. So if if you go and want to buy uh, 100,000 shares of GameStop, 
Robinhood doesn't have that much on inventory per se. I, they, I know they have 100,000 shares. Just use this example that they only have 50,000 shares in inventory. So they then go and they palm some of your order off to Citadel. Okay, this is how a regular broker dealer goes. So when you push the buy button, your order is getting sent to Robinhood. Robinhood is then kicking that order over, over to Citadel. Robinhood then chooses whether they would like to fill your order themselves or palm it off to a higher entity. So think of it as a bet. If, if I'm a bookie, Bob, and you want to go bet $100 on the Super Bowl, and I know I got a couple grand in, a, in, a, in an account that I could pay you, I'll take your bet up to $2,000, right? And you say, all right, I want to bet $2,000 on the Super Bowl. I say, good, Bob, I'll take your bet. Cool. I'm going to hold your bet. If you lose, I can pay you two grand. If you win, you give me two grand. I'm comfortable with that. Then you call me back up and go, Tommy, I need to get another 10 grand on Tampa. I'm going to be like, oof. All right, I'll take it, right? Now, I'm going to take it, but I'm going to tell you, just like they tell you when you sign all your papers, and it's very clear to anyone with a fucking brain that, I'm going to palm this off to a different bookie, Bobby, my friend. I can't hold it, but I'll get your bet in, okay? Now, I then take that other $8,000 or $10,000, and I kick it to the biggest mafia guy in New Jersey who I know. Now, he's holding ten grand of your bet. I'm holding two grand of it. Well, guess what? If you lose, you got to fuck with the mafia guy, which is Citadel. Whereas before, if you lost two grand, you got to deal with your friend, and you're going to be fine, and you're going to survive. That's what Robinhood does. They take as much inventory as they physically can, and then any overflow, they palm it off to Citadel and or someone like them. So there's basically a three-step process. You click buy. Your order goes to Robinhood. Robin goes to Citadel. Citadel goes to the market. And then on the way back, it's the same thing. So if anyone in the middle of you and the market gets fucked or gets overexposed, you're in trouble, let alone if both of them get fucked and overexposed, which is what happened with GameStop. Then they have a right to no longer accept your buy orders because they have no more inventory for you to buy. What are you going to buy? Every share of GameStop was already out on the market. And they had about probably 10 million imaginary shares that were out. What is there to buy from Robinhood? There was nothing left to buy. Because keep in mind, the attack on the market, Bob, do you think GameStop, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here, but there is a valid point. Do you think GameStop, a fucking bullshit, shitty, garbage, almost bankrupt video game company from the mall, should have gone up a thousand percent? No, it, it, that, that's the that's the whole thing is that this whole thing How is did it based happen? on. What's up? How did it happen? I mean, it was based off of like we were talking about like the short squeeze and it was all based well, no, on Well, no, of a short squeeze. How did it happen? It was Wait, falling apart. It had no fundamentals. It was a garbage yeah. company. It was going didn't to they, shit. Uh, didn't they have a well, new No, no, no. CEO? Keep it, keep it simple. Keep it simple. Step back. Yeah. Come out of the forest. You're too deep. All right. Just when GameStop all started, there was a bunch yes. of hedge fund investors shorting the shit out of GameStop. It was falling apart. And then who attacked it? The Reddit what, board. The Reddit, Reddit threads, yeah. Right, yeah. You know, you just went deeper. But like, come out, mm -hmm. right? Okay. So basically, there was a coup on right. those hedge funds. Right. And right. those hedge funds got attacked by a fake market. There was other hedge funds behind the Reddit thing, by the way. If you think that was a bunch of 25 year old kids who started that chaos with $100 in their Robinhood accounts, you're out of your bloody fucking mind. If that's you don't a whole nother. Yeah. If you don't think Mark Cuban was, yeah, the guy who actually started all that, put it behind it under username like JFX27, you know, <laughs> like. 
Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. If was you it really- deep fucking pockets or whatever the guy's name yeah, was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or- Daddy Warbucks seventy six or whatever the fuck the guy's name was. The funniest so, thing yeah. was reading these articles and they had to actually like read some of these names. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like- it's fucking yeah. Really, if you go look behind it, it's Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, and an AI machine. You know, yeah. but but uh, the twenty five year olds, we did it. No, you didn't do shit. This is big guys using you as pawns to accomplish their mission, which is to completely devalue and. Uh, eliminate all intrinsic value of any tangible item in the world. So you're saying the Wall Street bets was a counterintelligence operation. Yeah, I'm saying Wall Street bets was used in a similar way to Black Lives Matter, where it's- I was going to go with like QAnon or 4chan or something You can go QAnon too, yeah, if you want to there was an article, check this out. There was an article that compared what happened- to the 2016 meme war where they uh, artificially inflated Trump stock using mimetic warfare and uh, painting Hillary as this corrupt demon child molester using memes and Pepe and, and things like that in order to, uh, you know, put Trump into uh, the White House. And th- so what they're trying to say is, is that, that the Trump stock was not as valuable as it as it seemed to be. Like the people didn't really want Trump, but through these memetics and through the hype, it artificially <laughs> inflated Trump's stock in order to push him over uh, Hillary in the 2016 election. And they were saying the same thing uh, as the Wall Street bets Reddit communities were doing to GameStop. So like GameStop was like the Trump stock. Right. Basically. Yeah. And and the funny thing, you can make like a lot of correlation. You can use the Black Lives Matter correlation and the fact that. At first, everyone thought they were fighting for a good cause until the woke people realize, holy shit, we've been, just been used been used by the Democrats, the evil villains, to go after the Republicans, the other evil villains. They're actually just using us as pawns in their game, right? Well, I, I don't like it when Elizabeth Warren chimes in against Robin Hood. When I started seeing like, yeah. you know, rank and file fucking Democrats. Dude, if the left is on your side, you're on the wrong side. Okay, kids? Like if Elizabeth Warren is running around going like I'm with them, you're on the wrong motherfucking side of this game. OK, so the the actuality of the situation is the people who did the most wrong were the Reddit forums. That that mm-hmm. was the is there's big people behind them and who gets left holding the bag in every pyramid scheme. Bob, That's all this was it was a pyramid scheme. Um, I made uh, $750,000 shorting this stock. I didn't touch it on the long side, didn't buy a single fucking cent of it. And then I called it the day before the drop started in our voice chat on recording. I have the recording and I have the text message to Bill saying short GameStop. And he wrote me a message the next morning saying, you fucking idiot. Did you tell people to short GameStop today? And then it's like, a what, what's the meme like where it started, where it ended? Uh, oh jay, sure yeah jay jay from the chat made one of those like where it started and it was a picture of the text from bill uh you know you told people short GameStop, and where it ended it was a picture of my account GameStop. with like 2.8 million in it you know like from all the from all the winnings of it but that's awesome they're using <clears throat> and bill made a lot of money on gamestop so i'm fucking with him but he made a lot of money on it too but i didn't touch anything i just waited for it to get completely overbought i waited for the last retard to get in so on any pyramid scheme the people at the beginning of the pyramid still make money who's the only people who get fucked yeah, the people that stay in too long. The last, yeah, the dumbest people. Yeah. The regular well, that, people. That, that's why, uh, and, and by the way, if you want to talk about somebody that's a fucking, also an expert on this shit, fucking Danny was in the Gilded talking about Fuck this shit. Get out of here. So he bought into the GameStop thing and got out super early as it was mm-hmm. rising, and he was getting shit on. Oh, Danny, you're a pussy. Oh, Danny, blah, blah. Yeah. And he actually got heated. He was like, you guys 
You guys are fucking being Monday morning quarterbacks telling me that I'm a pussy for getting out too early because I got out when I was at, you know, hypothetically $150 and it shot up to 300. He's like, you guys are going to stay in too long. And then this thing's going to tank and go back to its natural, uh, you know, uh, price, which is fucking, you know, peanuts. And then, you know, you guys are going to come back to me saying, Danny, you were smart, you know, and uh, sure you know, enough, he, yeah. you know, you know why he says you want to get out while it's going or 60. We've yeah. all been through this before. Yeah. This is these 22-year-old fucking idiots' first time ever seeing something go up. We went through the tech bubble. We went through the housing bubble. You know, fucking if you're old, they, they, this goes all the way back to the fucking 1800s with tulips. You know, there was a tulip bubble back in the day where tulips were thought to be the next currency, and they went yeah. up like 10,000%. People were buying motherfucking tulips. What's the difference between buying a tulip, which is actually a real thing, it's at least a flower, where compared to a Dogecoin, or for, like at least that thing is a real thing, which has some value. You can hand it Bro, to a don't girl. Don't talk about Dogecoin. I'll get. I made more Bro, money I'm off of. No, I'm just oh, saying. I've made more money off of that than I have off of all of my fucking meme songs. So right, and guess what? You got out, correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have a little bit in, but I got all my initial investment. Just out. Just the tip. Yeah, just the tip. Yeah, just I got all tip. my initial investment out plus eight hundred bucks, and I got like plus. You got a fantastic song out of it, which is debuting right now oh shit this is a bob lessons exclusive dogecoin <laughs> what do doggies dream of when they take the little doggies news do they dream of being meme stock on a rocket ship towards the moon don't you worry about your debt Gonna make you lots of money So that you can pay your rent Cause now we must all invest in dog And we're always gonna buy it And we're always gonna hold Hold dog, hold Doggy, doggy, dog, dog And if you sell the stock As your pussy day trader then man, your shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know how catchy that is. It's so hard not yeah. to sing it. I wanted to sing it and just like fucking so bad, and and I couldn't because I didn't want to ruin your debut of your song. But oh it's no, it's not. It's not great. a big deal. No, it was just a parody of the Hangover song. You know the oh Dougie Doug Doug, where they're you know Dougie uh, Doug Doug. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> I was like, that'd be funny. I mean, because oh, it's, listen, it's I so made, short. It's so simple. Yeah. It's it's I, I remember the song. Anyone who's seen The Hangover remembers the song. If you don't, it's still funny regardless. But uh, it's just yeah. it's, it's it's awesome. I love it. It's so it's just funny because I, I made more money off a of meme stock than I did off of like all my other meme songs combined. Dude, that <laughs> Joe Biden video that we premiered, you know, way back in the day, the old the folks, folks home. home. Dude, it's reached over 20 million people, man. Like yeah. 20 million fucking people. You, you know how much money that? I make off it? $200 on YouTube revenue. Which they're probably going to hold from you and never give to you anyway. <laughs> I'm never going to see it. Yeah. So. Didn't you get a copyright strike on this? I got a copyright. Oh, yeah. That's a whole nother. I got a copyright strike. This is another <laughs> thing because they're getting more sophisticated. I wrote the, the piano. I didn't write, but I played the piano part, sang everything, and they gave me a copyright strike for the melody of Stu's song from The Hangover because that's a parody song from the, the, the Stu song. So I got a copyright strike. I cannot monetize a parody song that I made. I performed 
I wrote myself <laughs> because the melody matched That's it so a compliment. well. It means you did it so well that personally, like you play, I don't think a lot of people know that, that you're actually playing the piano and playing the guitar and all these songs that you do. But yes, you did it so well that they believed it was the song itself. And this is not a human being. This is an electronic algorithm, which is programmed to identify pitch levels and et cetera, et cetera, to the perfect degrees that said, this is that song. This is how good I am. So like, I, have you ever seen that? Um, have you ever seen that app that can tell what song it is? You hold it up in the air and if it's playing, I'll yeah, tell yeah, you yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Shazam. Shazam. You can't do that with live music. Like if you go to a bar and a band's playing, you're like, what song is that? And you hold it up. That's how good I am. That the Shazam type algorithms yes. like recognize the song because it was so accurately done. And you know how cocky he is that I actually did the cocky part for him <laughs> just so he could play the humble role. So he didn't. And he doubled down with more cockiness. I Tom Brady that shit is what I was I did. just going to dude. Wow. Synchronicity at its <laughs> finest. We really are locked in because I was just going to use that to dovetail over one of our to one of our other bullet points that we wanted to talk about and yeah. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. So to get to your question that you asked me 48 and a half minutes ago, Bob, my Super Bowl was great. <laughs> I Super totally Bowl forgot I asked that question. <laughs> Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude. So uh so let's talk about it for a second. So uh so yeah, obviously the Super Bowl and the Illuminati fucking weekend halftime fucking zombie right. fest. Like it we literally played a game, so we had a little Super Bowl party at Four Deep Bets uh in the Discord, which is you know our normal crew. And uh I played I did a box pull, I just put up money, you know, it was just you know, just giving out money, you know, twenty dollars for this, twenty dollars for that, you know, or maybe give out a thousand bucks, whatever it was. And uh so we did the box pulls. And then we did uh, a game where I was like, all right, every like, it was supposed to be 30 minutes. It was like every 10 minutes. I'm just going to give someone 20 bucks and just boom, 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 right? Like next commercial, what's it going to be? And they would all answer this. So we mm -hmm. did the Illuminati halftime game, right? <laughs> I was like, all right. So we doubled the prize pool for everything we did. And it was like, all right, what's going to be the first satanic symbol that comes up in the weekend's halftime performance, right? And mm -hmm. people were like, checkerboard, you know, one eye, fire, red, the first one was literally a fallen angel with demon eyes. <laughs> so I was like, did anyone have fallen angel with demon eyes? And, and no one had it. Like, and I was like, dude, it was so bad that everyone was like, nah, they're not going to do that. You know, like that's how fucking hard. And I have people messaging me, Bob, going, what was so satanic about the halftime performance. I'm like, uh, everyone had their heads wrapped like they just had whole facial reconstructive surgery wearing the same clothes, wearing the same thing in red suits and shoes dancing awkwardly and spinning around a mirrored hallway. Like, you watched that and didn't think satanic ritual? Are you okay? Yeah, that, that's the thing that scares me is the people that cannot even see that, you know, that the cognitive dissonance is Bill so strong. Bill saw it. Yeah. Oh, Bill, Bill saw it? Bill's getting red-pilled, by the way, Bob. Bill, like, literally... What? Bro, like, red-pilled. Not like he's open to some shit. Like, since the Super Bowl, he was telling me last night, he was singing me songs, like Cat Stevens songs. Um, uh, What's the Working Girl song or Girl Don't Cry song? Cat Stevens song. It's on the tip of my tongue. Um, uh, It's a hard world out there. Um, uh, Which one? Come on, famous Cat Stevens songs. You're the musician. 
I mean, he's got he's got like three or four different cat like favorite yeah. songs. Uh, so what about like father? Well, father and son is the it's one that cruel, I used cruel to world, cruel world. Okay, yeah, yeah. How's that go? I don't know. You you seem like you're lost on this one. I don't want to twist. No, nah, I mean like, well, Cat Stevens is a fucking terrorist, isn't? It? <laughs> yeah, let me say, Cat Stevens, cruel world, wild world. Ooh, oh, baby, oh, baby, Bill comes up yeah. and he's just like, yo, he's like, there's some fucking creepy shit in that song. And I'm like, yeah. And then when the halftime performance happened, he's like, yo, this shit's kind of fucked up. This is pretty fucking satanic. And then he was talking about, you know what? I was watching Crocodile Dundee the other day. And the guy in the background, when the little girl walked by, had a really scary, creepy face. Like, these people are fucking creepy. I think they're pedophile. And we were all just like, yes go oh my god oh <laughs> it's like so, oh my god so as Bill much as the creepy creepo yeah bill's fucking even seeing something he's gonna murder me for mentioning his name on here because he hates it but um wow he still owes me his balls in my face for losing that bet next time i see him but um wow. but yeah so as many people that didn't see it there are a lot of people who are seeing it and waking up at the same time uh to that weekend shit but the brady stuff is really what is the Real talk. That's the point. whole story. The and story side right? note, I do want to say, I do want to give a shout out to Todd Bowles, uh, former Jets coach. I loved yeah. him. I wish they didn't fire him. The real MVP is Super MVP. Bowl. I mean, holding fucking KC to nine points. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, well. insane, dude. And, what a great game plan. What a great dude. Me millions. Like, yeah. Huh? And costing me millions. I lost like a fucking, <laughs> I lost the equivalent of like a Nissan Altima in that game. So. Well, that's the perils of being a Jets fan. Never bet against Tom Brady. And you know that. You should have learned your lesson. <clears throat> oh, God. Don't even get me started on that Illuminati. But more but importantly, Johnson I mean. That, by the way. He called the uh, Illuminati shit when fucking Antonio Brown and Gronk went to Brady. And he literally showed pictures of Antonio Brown in the goat ring, Gronk on the magazine cover with the goat head. Oh, and he, no. said, he said, here's your Super Bowl champions. Um, oh, and they won the no. Super Bowl. And Antonio Brown and Gronk caught every touchdown from Brady. Mike Evans and Godwin and no one else caught any. From Brady. Oh, my God. Oh my god, that's that's oh. unbelievable. I know I know Devin White was throwing some of that stuff too. So, um, golly man, that's scary. So, can we make money off of Illuminati predictions? You yeah, know, like, that's the like thing. Kyrie yeah. Irving, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant make some fucking Illuminati am, shit on their Instagram, and we bet I'm them looking, to win the. I'm yeah. looking. I already have them to win it. I bet them to win the championship. We have a future on them to win the championship from before, from right when they got uh, Durant, uh, right when they got Kyrie Irving, but. I'll yep. tell you this. Here's the one you can make money on right now. Here's a bold prediction that I'll give you on the uh, on the No Mercy podcast. I'm going to find odds for Odell Beckham to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That is the next lock of the century. Yeah, they're I gonna, see that coming. Yep, they're going to bring in the little fucking Illuminati puppet, almost the same thing as Antonio Brown, like outcast. He was their Illuminati shining star, and he's kind of falling off because he can't behave, and the fucking cabal is probably not happy with him right now. But they'd love to get him back in the spotlight and love to get him back, you know, and they, no matter what they do with him, he just keeps fucking it up like Antonio Brown. So I think what better than to just stick him on the box with Brady, him and Brady butt fuck. We know that they're all fucking fuck buddies and their little cabal sex clubs that they love each other in. Hmm. And uh, Odell Beckham goes to the fucking Bucks and uh, tries to just free ride a, a ring so that he can become, you know, closer to that Tom Brady, LeBron James status within the cabal. I feel like... Uh... Like I feel like Odell's like the Dwight Howard of fucking of the NFL. He's turning into that. Is that and where did correct? Dwight Howard go? Exactly. To LeBron. That, 
You know, like that's the, he's exactly what he is, Bob. You're exactly right. Antonio Brown, Dwight Howard, that like they become this fucking thing. And then they just go find one of the cabal leaders to straighten them out. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what Antonio Brown did as well. But golly, so Gronk, yeah, Gronk and Antonio Brown caught all the passes, didn't they? Dude, the funniest thing is every touchdown scored by the Bucks in that Super Bowl was a player who not only wasn't on the team last year, but was in the AFC the year before that. So Gronk, Antonio Brown, and Fournette were all the touchdowns, and none of them were Bucks. So and Fournette was a free agent in September. Yep, yep, and really no one wanted him. Um, Brady went there and just took the whole fucking – flip mode squad with him and believe it or not it was the defense that won all that shit not brady but how was the refereeing in that game i mean was that part of it too perfect the female ref was fixing the game literally two minutes into it we were on there i was like guys we're done so somebody was telling me that they kept like highlighting her like she's amazing the whole fucking we just want you guys to know that the super bowl referees are chosen on merit not based on any other standards yeah no she's garbage i've watched her throughout the year she miscalled about four touchdowns this season that I watched with my own eyes on fucking my televisions, and I didn't even watch every game she officiated. So no. What, what happens if there's a, a fumble and there's a pile up? Is she does she have the ability to to get the people off the pile? Take her tits out. She got to take the tits <laughs> out and just wave them around a little bit, okay. and then uh, and then the guys leave the pile because they everyone loves titties. <laughs> of course, yeah. I mean, right. I mean, think about it. That's like would the you, new flag. Right? Yeah. If you were like two guys from the pigskin, you know, would you be thinking, uh, yeah, I need to get I mean, this pigskin in my in my grasp or I need to get my foreskin in her ass? <laughs> Listen, if she that? showed her tits instead of throwing a flag, I would oh. fucking, I'd be holding and pass interfering every play. Shake them knockers, baby girl. That should yeah. be the new thing, a league where there's all female refs. Instead of throwing flags, they they flash their tits every time they there's do. a penalty. And she's got some fucking, uh, she's got some knocks. <laughs> she's got some bombs. She oh my god! There, so we'll ask I Danny. Like, about I, that. I feel like Danny's rubbing off on me. Yeah, do you notice we both went right to Danny after saying <laughs> perverted, creepy shit? Like we immediately both our minds went. Uh, are we being too much like Danny? Oh, dude, there was something I wanted to tell you because you were talking. Okay, I do have to say this before we bring Danny or anything. And I know there's a terrible segue, but you were saying the three things you're focusing on are money, making money money money. money, 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 money. I'll do a side. I would love to do a song for the for the podcast about that. We could do that. So I, this all ties into everything about you, Tommy. And so we, I found an, another way for you to make money. And I've been waiting to fucking. I've been waiting for two and a half weeks since the last podcast. Stunning good looks. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Uh, Male fans. So I found I would be this a fantastic porn star, Bob. I can act. I could do yeah. one of those like. Uh, like, you know, maybe I'm like the stepson, you know, or something or like the pool no, boy. I'm probably too no, old for the pool no, boy and I'm probably too old for no. stepson. Maybe I'm like the, I could be like a UPS guy. No, I, I don't probably, think so. You would be yeah. like, nah, Pizza you would delivery be delivery like, guy and my dick's in the box. No, I don't think you would have any role like that. You would be like the powerful guy, like with the like. Dick in a box. No, keep going. I'm singing you, under you. I don't think you would ever write yourself as a role as a pizza guy. I feel like you'd have to have some type of powerful role in your own story. I mean, no matter what I ended up starting as, it would be the hero journey, Bob. I would end yeah. up as the powerful role. So, but I can I really, see you as like an officer. I know, actually feel hashtag things Tommy G invented that I created Dick in a Box because I <laughs> remember and I have a witness, my friend Ice in Texas, and probably Dermot, who comes into our chat, can verify this that. I used to in the year of 
our Lord 2003, I actually, down the Jersey Shore, would take a pizza box and cut a hole in the back of it and put my dick in the pizza box. Are you talking about dick in a box or that uh, that whole, there's like a whole porn series that has to do with like a pizza with a dick through it? Well, well, so I, I would put my dick in the back of the pizza box and hold the box against my waist so it just looked like I was holding a pizza and then they'd flip it open, the girls in the shore house. And- Wait a second, there's, a, there's an actual series called, okay... I'm gonna have to look this up. God damn, I'm gonna have to look this up on my new computer. It's called. Oh, look at that tout! Look at that fucking humble I brag. Fucking, I gotta look this up on my brand new computer. I just. Bought. Well, I mean, I don't have any fucking dirty shit. I mean, on why this. did you have to say new computer? Why did you have to say new computer? Because I just got one, and I don't want to corrupt it. Yeah, why couldn't you just say I gotta look this up on my computer? No one cares if you're corrupting it. Well, because if it's why a new would, computer, then it's assumed that it ha- it still well, has. I mean, cherry popped. Well, it would make more sense to not to look it up on your new computer and look it up on your phone. All right, well, I don't want to look on by my phone you either. You just wanted to mention you have a new computer. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, Bob has a I new computer. <laughs> I do. Bob has a new computer. Right, right, Bob. <laughs> now he's going to fucking okay, try Okay, so to, it's called I'm gonna Big get a Sausage Pizza. You, you, Big Sausage Pizza. That was That's going to be the name of my restaurant when I retire and start a pizza big shop. Sausage. Big Sausage Pizza. But no, I oh, used to good. put you're my gonna, dick in the box. Oh, yeah, you got on to Kurt for, for having their kid dress up as pizza, then you're going to fucking start a pizza restaurant. Well, it's like me saying, fuck the Illuminati. I'm going to fuck this pizza. You know, uh, no, it doesn't work like that. Okay, all right. But I used to, so I would put my dick in the pizza box to tie it, put a bow on this bit, and then they would open it and they would see this fucking sausage just just laying there, and uh, and and that was my thing. Sometimes I'd lay it on their shoulders. You know, very probably shouldn't be admitting this publicly, but they were willing. They were willing participants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a different time back then in two thousand three, but um, but yes, to to circle back in the porno, I would just want to do that again. You know, like yeah. I just, I just want to put my dick in a pizza box one more time. No, no pizza. So, just, if you did a porn, would you want like really good lighting and shit? Because that would require a lot of other people to be in the room. Are you okay with that? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm fine with that. I've, I've fucked in front of tens of people before. Yeah. So you're okay yeah. with like somebody just holding like a boom mic and a camera? Yeah, and like, no, I'll, I'll record okay, a podcast. Okay, cut every fucking forty seconds. You got to keep your dick yeah. hard, and then they, yeah, yeah okay. All right. I'm good. I mean, I may be getting a blowjob right now. I'm good with all that. I could do anything. God, I hope before. not. I yeah. fucking hope not. Um, anyway, okay, I got to get to this. I got to get because we're talking about ways to make you money. Okay, so we've agreed porn star is another way. Okay. All right. And we still got to remember we got to go back to Brady. So we'll do that with Danny. So I'm Okay, yeah, we'll do that with there. Danny. Brady right, so. and the ape. Okay, got it. I'm so excited. I've been waiting to fucking tell you about this. So I hope you haven't heard about it. All right. right, So I found this, uh, this post. Um, I don't remember what Twitter account. Sorry. I forget who it was, but so they posted this thing and it was about this guy, uh, who went on 4chan. I'm going to read this. And he, he commented this. He said, I just got released from prison four years. I robbed a fucking bank, but pled down to aggravated assault. My money's all gone. Fucking die packs. <laughs> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, oh, well, I could have gotten 20 years, so no complaints. What the fuck do I do now? Drive a truck? And so he's trying to figure out how the fuck does it, somebody that just robbed a bank make uh-huh. money straight out of prison? So, right. <laughs> so here's the anonymous answer. Same day. Uh, looks like 10 minutes later. He goes, here's what you do. Start a YouTube channel. Your very first video is going to be you sitting in front of a high-quality camera, looking presentable. Mm-hmm. Half the screen is going to show a video game. Title of your YouTube video is 
Quote, real bank robber critiques GTA 5 bank heist mission, unquote. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, so the whole thing is, you, you know, the prisoner is going to, uh, like, yeah, real bank going, robber. Keep going, keep, okay. going, keep reading it. Yeah. Okay, you're, then you're going to commentate over the GTA 5 intro and say shit like, quote, yeah, that's pretty realistic. They'd have alarms like that, quote. Yeah, it's genius. Then pause the cutscene every now and then and say some shit like, oh, fuck, I lost it. Hold on a second. Uh, where is it? That is fuck. genius, though. So you're going to have a bank robber sit oh, here in front of a fucking video game and basically talk about it. It would go viral in minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I got it back. So pause the cutscene every now and then and then say some shit like, quote, back when I hit the bank, the cops were on us much quicker than this, so I'm not sure this is entirely accurate, quote. <laughs> So then, next, your next videos are going to be you critiquing similar scenes from other games or movies. Then, your videos are going to have a Q&A about prison life. Before you know it, you're at 350,000 subs and growing, and all you have to do is talk into a camera about prison. Enjoy making more money than all of us. This oh was right God. next to a picture of a guy named Larry Lawton, who claims himself as a jewel thief. And the title, <laughs> the title of the video is... Jewel Thief breaks down GTA 5. It has <laughs> 7 million fucking views, is dude. Is it the same guy they were talking to? I don't they, know because I think the timelines are fucked. Like, so uh, I don't know if, if this was, if Larry Lawton was, was the guy that asked the question in the fucking chat room. Dude, if Larry Lawton, <laughs> former Jewel I'm look at like former jewel thief reviews gta 5 jewel heist six million views so it was one year ago the post was a year ago it could have been him i don't know if it's him but the fact of the matter is is that like dude there's a market for people that were for me for you to make money on bobby welcome to the last no mercy podcast fuck you guys i'm just gonna go do that same thing but better right you can do it better and Luckily, yeah. I've had a lot of experience on YouTube producing videos, so uh, I'm available for hire. What's popular? What's popular right now? Netflix is popular, right? That's fucking. We, we're boycotting Netflix. Those shitheads. Well, so no, what? but that you know, you got to think pop culture. I, if you're if you're a right. former bank thief, you can analyze it from a lot of different a lot of different angles. Um, well, no, no, I'm saying like you know, yeah. I, he's already doing Grand Theft Auto and video games, so I'd need to get into movies or cinema or TV or something like that. You could always go the mafia route, you know. I, I mean, go, I know that's been done, yeah, done before, yeah. but you, you could right, go that so we'll, route. We'll think this yeah. through. So that's going to be my new career. But I mean, it really mm -hmm. is amazing, though, right? That you like when people talk about in today's day and age, you know, how they like, you know, I am. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how I'm ever going to make money. It's so hard today, like to make money. It's like it's the easier than it's ever been in the history of the world to make money, right? Yeah. Like it's never been easier. If you didn't have Crohn's disease and other things preventing you from doing a lot of the things you want to be doing, you'd be a fucking millionaire. Like, I mean, yeah, I understand people have certain situations that hinder them from, from reaching, you know, the, the top. But the one thing that you'll never hear a Bobby say or me or anyone else is that it's not possible to make a lot of money in today's world. Like, mm. you can have no talent in the world and fucking make money doing anything. And that's a great example. It's just there's so much opportunity right now in this world and in this country. And, Bob, that's why I want to... Get, I mean, you teed me up perfectly to talk about myself for a second. That's why I want to get more <laughs> into really everything tees me up perfectly to talk about myself. But that's why I want to get more into the financial side of conspiracy, the financial, the, the crypto teaching, the stock market trading, 
the uh, entrepreneurship. How to, I, I'd much rather spend time in a video ask, answering people questions on how to start a podcast or, you know, Tommy, here's five I skills. I think all that stuff's great, man. I mean, yeah, like, honestly, Tommy, here's dude. five skills I have. Like, what can I do to monetize this? I did a yeah. whole life coaching thing with Fig Newton in our chat room for six hours the other night drunk. And he's, he's a little overweight and he's got low self-esteem teaching him, you know, how to fucking, you know, fix his life. Like, that shit's Bro. more fun than this well, shit. I said, you know, the other video I sent you this morning about the dude that would like this guy calls in. <laughs> he's like, you know, saying that like women should come up to talk to him. He's like, all right, well, uh, you know, what? How tall are you? He's like five ten. How much do you weigh? Two eighty. He's like, so you're telling me you weigh fucking five ten? You're a fat <laughs> motherfucker. He's like, how much money do you have? He's like, I make like eight hundred a month. He's like, oh, so you're a broke fat motherfucker? He goes, do you have a big dick? Do you have a big dick? He's like. He's like, uh, it's average. I don't know. Maybe uh, he's like, all right. So you don't have a big dick. <laughs> you don't have any nothing. fucking money, and you. <laughs> so, I, mean, like, but, I do these lectures all the time. Like that's my wheelhouse. Like that's my yeah. like just lighting up fucking millennials and dumb people and over. But cocky. people need to hear that, dude. The brutal honesty about yeah. the situation that they're yeah. in. That's. I feel like that's the only way people can improve is through the brutal honesty. I do. Let's talk about you now, Bob. So <laughs> no, instead of bar Let's rescue, like, but think about it, like bar rescue, like like shows like that where the guy comes in, he's like, "Your bar fucking sucks." Hell's Kitchen, right. your fucking kitchen sucks. Like, I mean, you could be like a like a dick rescue or something. Good. You, know? I, I, <laughs> you rescue people's calling. fucking. It dick. is my calling. I will save your dick. Anyone who needs <laughs> a dick save, I will save it directly in Bobby's ass. Hide it there. <laughs> But by the, any means that, necessary, any means, Bob, you said you wanted to help. <laughs> you got hey, on audio right. here. You just said <laughs> I need an assistant. Um, the, but that is my calling for sure. Just, uh, just talking about dicks and but, how to use, but also talking about investment. I mean, like, dude, you know, the same conspiratorial people, they're into that shit. Like we did a whole thing, you know, when I was started doing my cryptocurrency and people were giving me advice and Danny was calling in and like, I was a fucking noob on all this shit. And then like in the Gilded, like they came up with their own cryptocurrency, you know, about Danny and were trading it. Like, like one of the, one of the members of the Gilded made a thing called Danny coin. And then we asked him if we could have the picture. And he was like, no, because you're mining my Danny coin and I want all of the shares of it. <laughs> And if you copy it, it's going to like devalue it. And so then someone went in there and mined the coin. And every time Danny comes in, like we throw the Danny coin out there. Now there's a fucking Twitter account for Danny coin crypto. So it's like, you know, like, dude, like you can go in any direction you want with this shit. The people are going to follow, man. It's just about having fun, colorful, creative content and offering something that people can benefit from. And I think it's uh, I think it's also uh, the thing about, you know, being, you know, any type of visionary or entrepreneurial, anything like that, more than just someone who just gets told how to make their money and figures out ways to make their money, is you have to just look at things from a different prism, right? Like you look at things upside down from the regular person. I'll give you an example of what was going on in the chat the other day. Um, they were talking about um, they were talking about these new cards, top top shelf or top something top cards, but the trading cards, <clears throat> which are basically an internet highlight instead of an actual physical card, right? So you're actually purchasing an internet highlight of uh, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, whatever. So, Wait, basically, so it's like digital trading cards? Top shot, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. Just look. Yeah. Basically, it's digital trading cards, right? So they have a value. There's only one of them on the market or a hundred of them on the market, and that's your digital card, right? So everything's going digital with everything. So 
everyone was talking about it and they were like, we should do this. And then the bill Rupp's like, well, I don't understand how it makes sense. You know, how does it have any fucking value? I can find that same video on YouTube. I'm like, well, how does a Michael Jordan rookie card make sense when you can find a picture of Michael Jordan all over the internet? Like that's all the hmm. card is. It's just a picture of his face on a piece of cardboard. Like I could find a picture of his face on the internet, print it out, put it on a piece of cardboard, have the same exact picture of his same exact face. Why is one worth 20 grand and the other one's worth nothing? You know, like right. it's supply and demand because everything is valuable to the point where someone's willing to purchase it. So, you know, price is basically just a fluctuation of supply and demand and fear and greed. So when we were talking about the top shot shit, he's like, ah, this is stupid. And a lot of people thought it was stupid. And then I was like, what if Bill Rupp's like, I'm going to make a fucking Bill Rupp card, right? And it was great. And uh, I was like, that's awesome. Like, you should make a Bill card. And then he's like, how much will it be worth? I'm like, and then people in the chat started talking about stuff, right? And then I was like, the difference is like, you hear what you guys are doing. You guys are all talking about how much we can buy or sell this, you know, fake thing that we're talking about, like the Danny coin, the Bill card. Um, but really, you should be thinking about, well, the key isn't to create a product that could be sold in a market. The key is to create the market. Like mm -hmm. we first need to think about creating a market. Once we create a market for this, now we have a thing. So hypothetically, if I go buy that Bill Rupp card for $20,000, all of a sudden the next card now has value because people mm. will go the last. So it's not about figuring out how who's going to buy this thing. It's about figuring out how do we create a demand for this thing and then build below it. So you flip the pyramid upside down from that perspective, from a financial standpoint. So I think that's why conspiracy theorists, if coached right and if led down the right direction from someone, I mean, I think myself is a perfect person to do it simply because I've been to jail. I've been to the bottom. I've been to the gutter. I've been down. You can't say I have white privilege and I came from a rich household. My dad left when I was 10. Like, so... I have that tough path, but at the same token, I have also, you know, created a five million dollar. I mean, there it is, dude. X X bank robber breaks down the GameStop Wall Street fiasco. There it is. Right, I mean, there's your it. first video, dude. Honestly, I need to do it. I need to have a come out video for YouTube. I don't even have a YouTube page, Bob. People are talking about me fucking monetizing this. I don't even have a fucking YouTube page. That's not my problem. Well, now I will. Not my chair. Not my problem. <laughs> not not problem. now. Not never. Yeah. But um, I mean, no, I think it's great. And I'm actually extremely pl pleasantly surprised how many people within the conspiracy community do invest. Like I was really yeah, well, shocked at how smart they are. Yeah. Now, a lot of them were like a lot of them that I was when I was doing my show, like, like they've been investing for a really long time. And I, I feel like it's the similar mentality when you're in the market, like you have to zag when when, you know, everybody yes. else is zigging. Yes. So you have to do that upside down type thinking. So I think it's the same it's type perfect. of thinking. It's just I think some people in the conspiratorial realm don't know how to monetize their thinking, if that makes sense. You know, it, how to make it, money off the way they think. Well, that's you just need someone to fucking red pill you in the financial world. Like, that's all it is, because once your financial mindset changes, it's like being red pilled. Like, like uh, if someone you know, first realizes, oh, my God, these people are pedophiles, you know, and then you start seeing it in every movie, hearing it in every song, like you can't unsee it, right? That's why we always say you can't mm -hmm. go back to sleep once you wake up. So it's the same thing in, in wealth. Like, that's why when you look at someone who's, you know, hit, and I'm not on the level of, you know, these guys, you know, the fucking big, big guys, but I mean, I've, you know, seven figure companies, you know, left and right, right? Not afraid to start over in a fantasy sports company or like whatever the fuck I want to do, I'll just go and do it, right? Because once the switch flips, 
you understand income creation, you understand wealth creation, you understand the herd mentality. And there's a very, very specific playbook to wealth. And it starts with doing what you love, as cheesy as it sounds, it's right in front of your face. And then it starts with flipping the game upside down. So like, and then it, we don't have time for it on here, but we'll do episodes on No Mercy going forward, which I really plan on, of really extrapolating on this and explaining how we'll maybe even play a game where you can give me like a basic skill. Like, okay, I know how to garden. Make me a millionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, or I know how to cook steak really well. Make me a millionaire. You know, or I literally used to have a heroin problem. Make me a millionaire. That's why I love that thing you just read. Like that's Larry Lawton or Lawler Lawler, whatever his name was. That's great because yeah. that is entrepreneurial coaching. Like that, whether that kid made that up or he just recited whatever that guy did, that's brilliant, dude. There's a dude on the internet right now who we watch every night who makes a living just fucking analyzing car chases as they're going on, police chases. Like hmm. any fucking thing you want, you can monetize with no money. All you need is the internet. And an opportunity. That's it. That's all you need. You just need, you have the internet, you need to find the opportunity and it comes down to networking. But I'm excited to get deeper into that stuff. I wanted to say with Danny, can we get him on Zencaster if I email him the invite link? Doesn't he just log on? Can he get right in through Zencaster? Yeah, we can kind of do an experiment to see how long it's actually going to take to get him on, which we, we can do we an over under. <clears throat> no, that, which is why let's, I think it'd be a good time to just. All right, let's call job. him and see as we do it. Hold on. Let's can you I'll hear put him the over under at seven minutes before I'll put the over under at not happening. <laughs> and I'm going to take the yes that it's not happening. <laughs> okay. Put the over under at fucking three hours. I would take. I took. Put. I'd take the under. Over under September before he gets on Zencast. No, he's not even answering. Is, is he big? Uh, you know us? Is he, he big actually, us? Let me say this. He actually is busy today, and I know exactly. Fuck out of here. I talked to him fucking two hours ago. I go, we're going to record a podcast. We're going to call you. Well, um, Memphis is uh, is severely iced over, so uh, it affected his company a little bit, and so they're a lot busier because of what's happening in Memphis. Business? I don't give a fuck. Is this guy serious right now? Do you know what he just did? He just ruined the podcast. <laughs> because now everyone's going, oh, I thought Danny was coming on. Or maybe there's some people going, yay, now we get more Tommy and Bobby. I would go with the former than the latter. I think more people would probably want to hear Danny right now. I'll, no. I'll tell you what, no. I'm going to try and call him. Let me, let's see what happens if he answers me. This uh, The way you said that sounds like this is a bit, so I'm excited. <laughs> no, it's not a bit. You had your bit voice. You know what? I'm I don't think I've it. ever controlled Danny on the phone before. If he answers for you and not me, I'm going to fucking cut his dick off feed it to him <laughs> oh please answer don't answer you fucking piece of shit i'll kill you i will kill you i'll murder you oh it's been forwarded ah yes oh. that, that was that was stressful <laughs> i was sweating dude i don't even think you really wanted to call i think you just knew you were in a zero loss situation of being yes, a nephew. like you were yeah. just free rolling that right there where you were like all right if he answers i win life and I'm proven to be his favorite nephew. And he low-key admitted that I was his favorite nephew the last time we were on Gilded. No. And then I was trying to get him to double up on it. And he wouldn't. But he yeah. low-key admitted it. Because you're sick and you're going to die first. <laughs> I probably <laughs> <laughs> He knows Crohn's 
Crohn's disease is going to get you before any before anything gets me. So I just be hey, nice. listen, I could if I want to, I could use this Crohn's disease to get whatever the fuck I yeah. want. Well, you better believe I would. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, I could get yeah. you know a couple G's from the government every month if uh, I really wanted to. Pity head. I don't even. What's funny is when you were talking about getting anything you want, the first thing I thought of was like, yeah, I can get blown. From, from you can't really her. get blown for having it because it's kind of like it's one of those conditions where it's like it's not like a well, sexy of thing. You, of course <laughs> you don't you get can. you don't get pity blowjobs. Dude, I'd have them. I'd have them renaming it. I'd have renaming it Blown's disease. <laughs> yeah, you kidding me? You can get blown from anything, Bob. This is the entrepreneurial mindset. You just got to. Uh, okay. It you just got to. Right, so monetize my condition. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a coaching session. So we'll spend we'll spend a night. Well, you get stoned, and I do my mm-hmm. best work drunk. So I'll get drunk, and you get stoned, and we legitimately we will figure out a way for you to monetize Crohn's disease. Okay, <laughs> and and okay, I will. So honest- I'll, I'll start a YouTube page where it's like uh, man with Crohn's disease. You yeah. uh, analyzes the you know the efficiency of public restrooms around his town <laughs> or some shit. What is the biggest uh, side effect of Crohn's disease? Is it a small? Penis? I mean, like. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, not. F- yeah, sure. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs> honestly, like the biggest, the biggest effect is like you know when when it is active. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll just be completely blunt. Um, it's uncontrollable bowel movements. Like that's really uh-huh. what it is. So if I could turn it on its head and mm-hmm. do man with Crohn's disease and like purposely make it active, and mm-hmm. I just go around testing public restrooms and then rate them Dang. on the internet. There you go. See and then, how like, I just McDonald's is going to cover that too. McDonald's will call me and be like, oh my God, you gave us a bad rating. Like, please give us another chance. So, and now take it to another level. You already have a guy like myself who is a fucking loud mouth fucking running all over the place. Plus you have your own platform. Could mm-hmm. you be the next Dave Portnoy with his pizza review with your poop reviews? I could do my, ba- yeah, I could do bathroom reviews. Same and we'd thing. Be talk- and we'd be talking. Well, what, what, is he, what does Dave Portnoy say? He says one bite that, you know, one the rules. Bite, everybody knows like, the rules. One, one shit, everybody. One, one flush. One flush. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> one flush. Everybody knows the rules. And then you flush it multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and then you can't. No, he never it. takes one bite. Yeah. Uh, that's but, I mean, good. Okay. Next thing you know, fucking uh, Sideshow Bob's on Tucker Carlson talking about his bowel movements. So. <laughs> and the app I created, you know, rating yep. public restroom. Hey, in all seriousness, like the one, the one thing I've learned from all my years with Crohn's and you know, dealing with clubs around town is that a club is only as good as its restroom. So if you go into a club or a restaurant and the rooms are dog shit, that means their kitchen's dog shit. Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. It's a precursor. Like that means, yeah, yeah. Yo. Yeah. Notice he called me back first, Bob. That's ah, bullshit. Uh, My phone and text messages are going off. So what, what do you want? What do we want? I said we might give you a call when we're recording, and now we're recording, and we give you a call, and you didn't fucking answer. You big timing us. Uh, I have a thing called the job. Uh huh. Well, stop that. You're like a hundred years old. It's time to stop that. I have a thing called the job. Yeah, maybe and, stop that. And, and uh, it's very noisy. Mm-hmm. And the only time I can call you back is if I can find the most quietest spot, but it's hard to at an airport, uh-huh. especially when the pussies in Memphis close airports down because ice coming in. Uh huh. Yep. Well, uh, here's what I want you to do, Dan. Have you tried logging in to, I sent you an invite to your email. I think you could just do it right on your phone and log in and you can actually hear both me and your second favorite nephew. 
Mm. Uh, why don't you try it? So we have an over under on if you'll be able to accomplish it or not. So why don't you try that for a minute? Don't go crazy. In. That's an, and then every time you call in, we could do. It. I mean, listen, you're going to fail miserably at it and not succeed, but give it a shot. No, it does. I'm saying if you can make it work <laughs> on an iPhone is the question. Not if it works. I would love to hear about it. I just want to see if you can come in so that you can hear me and Bobby. So why don't we give this a shot? All right. You, you, you give it a shot. You fail at it. Then you call us back and, and we'll just pick up like this. But uh, Bobby thinks you can do it. Bobby said you're going to be able to accomplish it. I bet. If it works over an iPhone, I can do it. Does it? it works off an iPhone. It's a matter of if you can make it work on an Stop iPhone. Stop manipulating the bet and get them to do it. So, so go try it. I'm saying you can't. And then uh, call. Don't, don't, don't have to take too long. I know you're taking a break from work, and we appreciate that. Um, okay. But uh, all right, let's see if you can do it. Okay, bye. All right, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> all right, nothing, bye. Okay. Nothing, bye. Wait, why is he calling me now? <laughs> Bobby, how do I do it? That's what he's What's saying. What's up, Danny? I don't want you to feel left out. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I did call okay. you. Now I'm going to go and check my email. I'll see you later. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what, a, so, see, what a great man. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, or not. Or is he virtue signaling because he knows I called him out and, and said I was the favorite because he called me first. Had I never done that, would he have called you back there? See, I, you're trying to manipulate me. And I, I mean, I no. No, you tried to manipulate me and you called Danny after he didn't answer my call knowing you were free rolling the situation, which was a dark, evil move by you because I, I was in a push. I was in a push lose situation. At yeah. best, I push and tie. At worst, I lose and I'm the least favorite nephew. <clears throat> so I just you wanted your that. asshole to pucker up for about right, yeah, but but seconds. see that's mean, right? Like that's a mean, <laughs> that's a dark energy move, and I'm trying to avoid dark energy. So that's a mean move by you. Bob. It was mean. It was it was mean. mean. Oh, You're very mean. So, okay, so, so you made you did a mean thing, and it backfired on you to the push though, no big loss. So then <laughs> karma, karma. Speaking of yeah. shitting, see this transition from pooping to pushing. See how I'm transitioning the terminology <laughs> and the verbiage over. Right when right. you push out a poop, push in the mm -hmm. bet, bet to Danny, mm -hmm. boom. That's what we call a, a link tree of conversation. Wow. We don't call it that. I just made that up. So, yeah, I, I've never heard that before. No, I just made it up. So the okay. karmic aspect of this, Bob, is that now Danny called me back first. When you actually, if you think about it, are top of his missed calls. Because the most Yeah, but Danny's smart. Nah, Danny's smart. He'll call back in order. Because no, he, he doesn't want, he wouldn't want you to get offended that you called yeah, first. You actually, call you know you what, you're first. probably right. He did call back an order of who he likes most. Da Danny is <laughs> <laughs> correct. Nice try. He nice called try. back an order of who his favorite nephews are. No, it just speaks to the brilliance of Danny. He would see that my missed calls at the top, and he would see that you're directly under, and he would say, "Tommy called me first. I call back Tommy first. No, he would say, "Tommy called. I'll call Bobby later." <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah all right and then, well and then hey that goes to scarcity though because we talk about scarcity with demand Mind demand right you, you you don't call him as much right or, so when you do call it's more valuable speaking of which <laughs> hey danny what's up on the cell phone so 
It says the download Chrome, which I already had downloaded. It's already a used Chrome. Mm-hmm. And I open Chrome up. So what, so what do I type search or type URL? <laughs> it's a link. You just click the link and it makes... I click the link and it sends me straight to Chrome. Chrome. And it's a search or type, type URL. It's not a link. I mean, I, I don't know. I just I just click it and it just comes up. What do you mean you don't know? It just comes up for me. It doesn't come up for me. Mm. See if you can copy the and paste the link into the Chrome URL. Bobby said, Bobby said, did you copy and paste the link into the Chrome URL? Have you tried that? That maneuver? Oh, yeah, I'm not going nowhere, Bob. I understand. <laughs> whatever your name is. Copy link? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know how to do that? No, we're literally on it right now. Yeah, you've been on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't go He's that far. He's at four minutes right now. I got three minutes left. You're speaking. Let's say that. Just copied it. Nothing. Okay. I was mm. engaging. How how was how that entertaining? What? How was that entertaining? You said you're entertaining me. How is this entertaining? This is this is literally the epitome of dead air. Ah, oh, dude, fake out. All right, so we'll proceed. We'll proceed like this, Danny, and we'll see if we can uh, for your next appearance on here. If we can, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll test that with other people's iPads. How about that? Okay, well, let's test somebody right. else. Right. I'm on Chrome. Okay. Zencast, Nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not it, but it's close. It's close, but it was close enough. So listen, let's just proceed. Hey, time out real quick. Didn't we come out the way? Come up uh, with a way that he can call me. He can call me on three-way. That way, he can hear my voice. Yet, I can still hear his voice through the microphone by muting my phone. Does that make I thought sense? It gave us a, a, a sound back. Bobby, Danny, did we figure out a way where you can uh, hear both of us and by calling Bobby on three-way? Tell him to call something? me on three-way. Bobby would like you to call him on three-way and patch him in. If you get a loud screeching sound in your ear, listeners, I apologize. I don't remember how this worked. Yeah. Hold on. Right, yeah, I'm this not going is anywhere. so much better, by the I'm way, working. than actually getting him on Zencaster. All right. Okay, Danny, can you hear my voice now? Danny? Okay, that's hear- perfect. So he can hear my voice now. Okay. I can't so hear his voice on the phone, but I can hear his voice through the uh, through my headset. So you're echoing Bob on Danny's side. So speak again, Bob. Hello? Okay, so you're echoing a little bit. So what we'll do is when you're not talking... Danny, if me and you were just talking right now, speak. I'm not talking to you. Okay, so you just did. All right, so we're fine, but Bobby, when you speak, you echo through my speakerphone because it comes out of my speakerphone into my microphone. So I don't mm. think it's bad, though. Is there a way to take... Oh, yeah, you can't take it off speakerphone. Well, you know what I can do? I can when you're going to talk. So when you're going to speak, Bob, just say papaya, and then I'll <laughs> mute... I'll mute and put the phone to my ear. How about that? All right. So w- before you speak, you have to say papaya. Papaya. Okay, go. I just wanted to say papaya. Okay. Now, Danny, you can't speak when Bob's speaking because I'm not on speaker when he does that. Okay. Now you're back, Danny. Mango. Go. Papaya. No, you're good. You don't have to say anything. <laughs> he's, saying, he's saying papaya. But you got to say papaya, Bob. Oh, papaya. Do I have to say papaya before I laugh? Before every time you speak so I can unspeaker. Okay, papaya. Okay, go. <laughs> now you can speak. There you go. No, no I just All had right. to laugh. Okay, good. All right, Danny, you're back. Mango. All right, you're in. Papaya. See? Tell 
Oh. No, Danny, you don't need to say papaya. You don't need to say anything. You, I got you. I got you, bruh. Don't worry. You're good. You don't need to say anything. Okay. All right. So now what were you going to say? Now, Bobby can hear you now, and he will say papaya when he wants to re-answer. Do you want to hear a joke? Yeah. I mean, sure. Who doesn't like a good joke? What do 50 lesbians and 50 democratic politicians in one room have in common? I'm assuming the answer is going to be that they're all the same thing. They both don't know dicks. Don't like dicks. <laughs> He's told papaya. <laughs> He's told this joke three fucking times and fucked it up every single time. He's told it twice in our gilded chat and again and he still has a, he originally had the correct punchline and then changed it to the incorrect one. Danny, what what is that? No, you don't have to say mine. <laughs> Actually, Bob, you should papaya on your entrance and exit, so I know when to key back over to Danny. So was so this like a fuck? Oh, what'd you say? What'd you say, Bob? Uh, papaya. Papaya. Am I, a, am I a walkie-talkie or some shit over and out? Papaya. Yes. There you go. Yes, I want papaya in, papaya out. Okay, so here's here's an example of it. Papaya. <laughs> papaya. Okay. Open bracket, close bracket. Enter Danny. And papaya. Danny. Hold on, Jesus! He's talking so much, Danny. Go, Bob. You're you're live. Do you're I next. need to delay after saying papaya so it'll give you ample opportunity to mute papaya? No, you don't, Danny. Papaya. No, come, dude. He's okay. dominated. Papaya. You're 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 now talking too much. Papaya, 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 papaya. Okay, you only get the papaya once every thirty seconds. Okay, Danny, you're back. This is the Danny show. I turned Danny back on speaker right here. Aya. Like he's still saying papaya. <laughs> uh, all right, Danny, you're back. Bobby was trying to dominate your airtime. Um, I just checked his ass. So uh, so we're good now. What would you like to talk about? What was the end of that joke? What was the f that joke didn't even make any fucking sense. They don't know dick. They both don't know dick. Mm, Danny. It's a funny joke. No, it's not. First of all, why would you have to say 50 and 50? Why couldn't you just say, what do a lesbian and a Democrat have in common? And tighten it up. What? There you go. Boom. See how clean that is? See how crisp that is? See how, make, see how tight? When you, say, when you say 50 and 50, people go, okay, let me see. It's 100. And they're in the room. So they, they take. So they don't get the punchline. See? Mm. <laughs> So, so do you really believe that, like, people, when you start off saying what do 50 lesbians and 50 Democrats have in common, that people are actually trying to mathematically figure out the quantum physics behind the question that you're asking and don't realize you're about to tell a joke? Yes. Okay. All right. Papaya. Yes. I think we need to start introducing um, some type of uh, Danny one-liner stand-up comedy segment to our uh, show, Papaya. Bob's getting good with this papaya, Danny. Um, I would, I would agree with that. I think, Danny, you should have uh, your own, like maybe a joke of the week, you know, or quantum uh... um, physics. You sound like uh, Big Bang Theory. I mean, hey, I love Big Bang Theory. Uh, Kelly Kuoko, that's my girl. So, 
What's what's going on? Nothing. I heard you got your own coin. Uh, now you're trying to get your own joke segment. You got your own guest spot on the No Mercy podcast. I mean, uh, everything's coming up Danny lately, huh? I think I should negotiate my contract. Well, I mean, I think we should write you one first. But yeah, we can negotiate it after we do that. Okay, start writing. <laughs> now? Like literally on air? Yeah, write a contract. Okay. Um, all right. Hold on. Danny. Because I keep carrying your asses. <laughs> gets nothing. Okay. I did. Danny gets nothing. I will send it over to you to be signed by your lawyers. Okay, so... Um, well, actually, Danny, you, you're the perfect person to to uh, probably do our test experiments on. Because we were talking about uh, my insane entrepreneurship ability, which uh, far exceeds pretty much anyone known to man. And we were talking about how I feel I can help monetize any type of skill set. Okay, why am I hearing myself back, Danny? What's happening there? Am I? Okay, yeah, you're back. <laughs> Fucking unbelievable. He's fucking unbelievable. All right. So, Danny, I was saying I can monetize anything, right? So, you have multiple things now that you feel you should be making money for, right? Your brand, your your guest spots on No Mercy, your Danny coin. I'm sure there's hundreds of other things you feel like you should be monetizing. So, maybe you're my first test subject on how we can monetize the Dan man. My T-shirts? The Dan on the street T-shirts, like, well, I think we go bigger than T-shirts. Like, we gotta, we gotta build a market for you. Bob's producing a song, song for me. Mm -hmm. What's that? Song? What's that song gonna be about, Bob? Did you want to sing us a bar or two of the Danny song? Papaya. Uh, I don't know what song he wants, but the whole idea is that he's gonna sing the song and I play it. So it's uh, dealer's choice. Papaya. Mm. Danny, are, are your vocal cords ready? I saw Tommy kissing Grandma's penis. What? What? You just literally said. <laughs> Not only did you try to insult me by kissing an old woman's penis, which in and of itself is strange, but you made it your own mother who's passed away. You literally <laughs> just said I was kissing your dead mother's penis. I saw Tommy kissing a transvestite penis. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Papaya. Papaya. Yeah, you're in. Uh, I actually take back the uh, give Danny a joke or any more airtime segment. Papaya. <laughs> Oh, Danny, what are we gonna do with you, huh? You're lucky. You're, you know you're lucky. You're so lovable. You know that. I should. I should get five bucks from that. Yeah. You know what? I'll start a GoFundMe. We'll make sure to to get raise that money for you. The, uh, you know that, Danny. If if do you think you're able to be such a creepy weirdo because you're lovable, or are you lovable to enable your creepy weirdoness? Um, I think it could go either way. Yeah. I think it goes both ways. See, Bob will say that you play 5D chess, right? Bob seems to overestimate your level of intelligence as to where sometimes I tend to downplay your level of intelligence. So, I have a bone to pick with Bob. Oh, yes. Bob, would you like to papaya? Uh, papaya. Mm -hmm. What is it, papaya? 
I mean papaya. <laughs> papaya. You know what he does to me all the time? Oh, what's that, Danny? So he goes on the gilded, so uh. I'll, I'll listen. I listen to him, and I, you know, I, I sit on the sidelines uh-huh. and I listen to him. And then when I hear, he starts to fade. Uh-huh. I can tell he's starting. Yeah, to he is. He is that much so, staying power. So, well, yeah, I know. I've done it for about fucking seven years on radio and, and podcast. I get it. I, how do you think No Mercy is with Bobby as my partner? I do this fucking thing by myself. Okay, no, no. Here's the big difference. <laughs> he does it straight. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, he doesn't use any additions mm-hmm. to keep him going. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. You mean like no alcohol, drugs? Uh, you, you tell me he's not smoking 74 bowls of weed when he's on there? No, 70. 70, yeah. 70 is fair. By the way, hold on. I actually like I made a joke about me doing No Mercy by myself, meaning Bob's irrelevant and useless, and he didn't laugh. So I actually feel kind of bad right now. Bob, are you are you still there? Papaya. I did laugh, but I was muted because I'm sick of saying papaya. Papaya. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Good. I, I want to make sure I didn't hurt his feeling. He's very sensitive, Danny. You know, you gotta you gotta watch out for young Robert. All right. Go on, Danny. So, so I'll come on, and then I'll perk it up a little bit, mm-hmm. get laughs, right. people in the chat room. Right. Say, you know, hello. Very nice people. Oh, very nice. Couple of trolls. Beautiful couple people. Trolls Beautiful people. Stuff. Right? So, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, we're getting rolling. I'm getting a little tired just 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you're old. You know, I'm, I'm getting a little tired. Right. And all of a sudden, Bob will send me a text message. Yo, man, uh, I'm going to sleep. And uh, you're, on, you're on your own. Yeah, he likes to do that right when you start fading. I, I Yep. I'm like, Yep, he's good at that. It's papaya. Season. Okay, go Bob. Do you really think this is the truth? Yes, 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 yes. You've done it to me five times. Yes, I know you. Okay, do it. you're the one that does it. You, you the one. You're the one that. I'm on there till not, eight in the morning. No, you don't like drawing attention to the fact that you're leaving. You never want to draw attention to the fact that you're leaving because right. it's going to give the other people the impression. Right. That so leaving. I had right. Bro, he went on like a forty-five minute rant with Rain one night. Uh-huh. He he was like one night like dude, and it was Who, like me or Danny? Get, no, Danny did. Uh, uh-huh. It was like him and Rain going back and forth for forty-five minutes, uh-huh. and I didn't, I couldn't even get a fucking word in. Well, and mean, so I was yeah. like, I'm just gonna let them continue. Danny. And then another night, he was getting super fucking creepy, and I didn't want to be a part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've exit stage left during those. I'm with you. I had to exit. I had to exit stage left, and I always warn him beforehand. I say, Hey, listen, I don't want to leave you hanging, but just to let you know, I'm about to bounce. Here's the other uh, thing he does. There are times uh, where like I'm not fading. Where, when he comes in, he's like, he goes, he'll do this. He'll say, he'll say, All right, Bob, we got about five minutes left. I'm like, What are you talking about? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? We got five minutes left. <laughs> it's like, and papaya. Then, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> like, I'm going to get it. All right. So, Danny, that was, uh, I mean, wow. Fucking uh, gentle Bobby just fucking unloaded on you right there. How do you feel about all that? I was on your side, by the way. I want to jump in. I was on your side that Bobby does kind of do, like, when he feels you're fading a little bit and he realizes he might have to take the reins, like, I felt like he's exited stage left on me before in those situations, uh, you know, pretending to fix a stereo or something like that. But um, in this one, he's saying that he... Papaya. He just... <laughs> Bro, I tore apart a $350 <laughs> speaker to get a hamster out of a fucking speaker. Papaya. <laughs> uh, which ran out of your asshole. So, Danny, he uh, he's laughing on mute. So, Danny, 
he came right at your head there. I was going to defend you in here, but now I'm just going to sit back, eat some popcorn, and say ding, ding, ding. Okay, Lorraine, people started asking me some uh, some stock tips. Yeah. And how, how I invest and all that. And mm-hmm. I was telling them, and Little Rain came on with some really. She's a really smart. She's young awesome. Guy. Okay, but I told Little Rain, I said, if I had, if I went one on one with you, I could spin you. So Bobby Ted yeah. turns around and makes That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. I mean, uh, okay. Yeah. When 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 he took my word out of context, right? I could see both sides of this, but yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. I was honestly, honestly talking to her. Right. Okay. I said no. I could spin you. Right. And then Bobby, whose brain was in the gutter, well, he's a creepy person. Yes. Okay, so he calls me creepy. Right. So it's papaya. Papaya. Overruled. He- Go on, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Dan. <laughs> so I, I was actually getting tired, but but uh, Little Rain is for a twenty-two-year-old girl is, is incredibly. Smart. Oh, she's brilliant. Yeah. And um, and so I was listening to her, you know, and I was going over, you know, what I do. I have an alternate portfolio mm-hmm. right, where I have safer stuff, but I have another portfolio which is which is what you more aggressive, right? Trade. Yeah. Yeah. Semi day trade. Yeah, you've never day trade in your life, but come on. Yeah. Okay. So, so, and which, by the way, ask Robert who made him, who helped him make like $1,500 in like eight hours. Okay. Well, so, yeah. so, so I'll let Bobby Papaya in here because Bobby's been telling me for about three weeks now how he made $800 by himself on his $800 account. So, Robert, would you like to defend Papaya, well, I never said I made it by myself. I said I made $800. You never mentioned Danny's name once. Danny, when I called you, it was after... So, here's what happened. I I spread my investment through, you know, the night where all that shit was going down. I put $200 Mm -hmm. on GameStop, $200 Nokia, $200 Black, blah, 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 $800. Every stock from the 90s that was about to fucking fall apart. Well, they were trying to target those stocks, but Robinhood, of course, the first day I tried to invest, you know, that was the night where Robinhood, you know, denied them. So I put $800 in Dogecoin. And that's when it went from 15 cents to 35 to Mm -hmm. 60 to 65. All without Danny. Without Danny, what Danny helped me do, what what Danny helped me do is to understand that I need to pocket it, you know, like when Mm -hmm. it hits that high point, right? Pocket it, and then when it hits that high point, you sell, and then when it dips, you buy back in. Uh It comes back up, you sell. So he was helping me with the managerial side of it once I made that initial. So how about the fact that I also sent you that same exact message when you showed Yes, good job. When you showed me your screenshot of Dogecoin and I said, get at, here it is. So I tried to spread $200, GME, AXE, Nokia, blah, 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 Doge, made $900 on a joke stock. This is great. I love the markets. And I said, no, get out of that shit. It's a trap. Get out now. That's bad advice. No, it was not bad advice. It was the right advice, no matter what happens to the stock after that point. That's what probably Danny was trying to explain to you. And since you didn't papaya your way in to say bad advice, I'm kicking over to Danny and you were being overruled again. So Danny, I was lecturing him on get the fuck out. And it sounds like that's the same thing you're lecturing these people on, that it doesn't matter where it goes to. It is a vehicle used for you to increase your wallet and your bankroll. You don't need to catch the bottom and the top. You just go get enough to fucking make your money 
And who gives a shit where it went or where it's going after that? Correct, Daniel? Now, that's what I was trying to explain. But but Bob, uh, but but I was helping Bob. I made him take his initial investment. Mm -hmm. Good. And then then I told him that I saw what his profit was. Right. And I said, okay, let's break it up into four parts. Right. Take 100 bucks and go fuck around with it. So let's break it up into four parts. So Mm -hmm. you could buy this Doge. Just say, just say it was like eight, eight point seven. Whatever. Right. I mean, sorry, eight, eight, seven. eighty seven. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. Eighty seven. <coughs> so I said eight, eight cents. I'm fucking my head spinning. Who cares? So we I know said, what you're uh, talking about. When it gets, when it gets to the low sevens or the high sixes, buy a quarter of your profit back in. This mm-hmm. way, now you can hedge if it drops down any long, any lower. You can hedge and won't be trapped in the stock. Yeah. He just bought your, you your top down for right. your mid or your break even. Right. And so I said you could do it in four, you could do it in four trades, or you could break it up into two trades. 50% each of your profits. But but no, Bob brought me to stock, but I was just trying to walk him through. So basically you did it all. And no, I didn't know. I mean you did. Bob and so, I will get Bob credit. Nah, don't do that. He took, he took my advice. Nah. So you're going to give him credit by saying he did something great, which was listening to you. Therefore, giving yourself credit and giving Bob no credit, meaning you did everything. I was just giving him advice and trying to educate him. Well, if Bob says to me, I'm going to go to Wendy's and I go, no, Bob, don't go to Wendy's, go to Arby's. And then Bob goes to Arby's and goes, I fucking loved Arby's. I'm basically going to say the same thing you said. Bob did a great job by taking my advice and doing what I told him to do. So therefore, by the transitive property, I actually would be the person who accomplished Bobby being and eating at Arby's. So if you just replace Arby's with bankroll management and Dogecoin, you basically are the reason. Is that a fair statement, Danny? That without you, Bobby would be nothing. But then I told him when it was Except the guy eating at Wendy's. But then I told him, but what I did tell him was, I said, Bob, this Dogecoin is a dog. It's worth nothing. No pun intended, Dan. That's a shirt right there. Dogecoin is, and Dogecoin is a dog after it drops. <laughs> Go on. I said, I said, so get out. I said, get out of it and watch what it does. I don't know if this thing's going to run at all or not. But it really has no basis to run. They can't hear it. Uh huh. So, um, so, you know, I was just giving him advice on how to try to manage your money. Do doggies dream of? Now, what do you think of Dogecoin? It's a garbage. It's on the market. What do you think if you had to guess what it is? So what? So what do you think its long-term future is? Explain why to people who don't know. Doggy dog. And if you sell the stock as your pussy day trader. I know, because there's a lot of retards out there, Danny. Like, Bobby, play it up and down, play it up and down. Listen, what's Bitcoin worth? Bitcoin is nothing too. Listen, just, 
This is this is what we talk about all the time. First of all, if you look at the stock chart of Dogecoin right now, Danny, I know you know how to read a chart. This thing peaked out on February 7th at 79 and it came all the way down to 73, shot back up to 79 on the 8th, shot down, shot up, shot down. Bobby's Bobby said to me on the phone before he's like, it really hasn't been doing nothing, you know, in the last few days, right, Bob? Yeah, it's been pretty stable the last two days. Right. So this is not stability what they're seeing, Danny. Oh yeah. I will say though that my my oh papaya. Can I can I just put the hand up thing in the Zencaster like that? Nope. Okay, papaya. Not good um, content. So, Not good content. All right. So uh what was I gonna say? Oh, so after I wrote the song and I released it to drive the price up of the stock, right, it went from sixty nine to seventy six in three yeah. hours. So I no literally am affecting global markets with my uh with my meme songs papaya papaya why are you getting bad at it again why were you so good at it before and now you're getting bad at it again uh papaya, papaya. there you go <laughs> because it's exhausting papaya papaya okay so uh so yes i mean you took it your song to do you hear that danny he said his tongue took it from 69 to 76 and i've been saying my whole life no one can fuck up a 69 more than Bobby. So he basically took this right off 69 and, and took it up. So he found his calling. But this thing, Danny, if you look, it's actually a trend break. On, I'm going to send you the tart, Danny, so you can see what I'm looking at at the same time. And then maybe Bobby will do a YouTube video on this. But Danny, look at this. Do you have an iPhone? Yes, you do. Hold on. Danny, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paste this in here for you, Danny, so that we could... Uh, Papaya. Yes. Um, while you're doing that, I do want to say this. Uh, so, like, you know how Bitcoin shot to 47, then it went back down. Um, Lindsay Lohan tweeted Bitcoin to the moon when it was at 47, and then it dropped 4,000, like, yeah. in the next two hours. So, if you see a celebrity tweet, like Lindsay Lohan, something like that, you know, uh, I would sell for short term. Papaya, you fuck. Papaya. <laughs> I know, fucking Bobby. So, Danny, I just sent you a text. So, if you look at Dogecoin, a little quick stock tip here. Um, this thing right now, this is what this is a trend break to the upside that's just been broken. This is a uh, descending flag pattern. This is a descending triangle, all at the top of an all-time high after a five hundred percent mood up. I don't think I've ever seen a chart that screams sell more than this thing right now at seven. And there's, I don't think there's any chance it doesn't go to six. Um, not to say it can't go back up after that, but a short-term move, this thing can just go for seven to six with his eyes closed. But um, that's an ugly chart, Danny. You, you're looking at that, could probably tell. Ugly chart. Bobby, that's a scary the chart. If you look at the chart, Bob, you see where the W form. I was telling you about the W. Well, this is, right. So the, the W there, it's an upside-down W, which would be a head and shoulders. So it's forming a head and shoulders pattern at a solid neckline. So if you take the top, Danny, right there, that top point at the uh, end from 75 cents, and you draw a trend line down. You see how it hits all the peaks on the way down. And then if you take the flat line of the baseline of 70 cents, it's coming to that triangle, descending triangle there. So it's about to explode. It's about to pop from either seven to eight or seven to six. But it's going one of those directions very quickly. And I think it's the six. And I think it's a six too. Yeah. And I, and I, did, and I did say it above. I'll take the eight. I'll take the eight. Let's go. So you got a papaya, dude. To you got to start. You got to start fucking papaya. You got to start fucking. I mean, we fucking spent papaya. the whole fucking last twenty minutes papaya. working on you. Okay, go. And then oh, I can speak? I, papaya. I I was muted. Uh, oh. I regret uh, saying that we're gonna get Danny on three way now. I th I feel like it's actually fucking hurting me right now. 
Good. This is that means it's good. I get Danny. I'm about to Irish it. exit from this podcast. Right, well, why don't you fucking papaya <laughs> before you do it? Papaya. <laughs> All right, Danny. It, tell him it wouldn't be that hard if he just shut the fuck up, right? Like me and you no, talk. I want, him, I want him to invest, but I, I was trying to tell, teach him just a few things to do, and Bobby picked up on it pretty quick, and he was doing very good. But the only thing is, at one point in time, when it when it got around the eight mark, I said, Bob, bail out. Right. Okay, then everybody ripped me on this on that. Well, they're uh, fucking idiots. Yeah. Everybody ripped me. Any, on no one, they don't know anything about blah, finance. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Bobby, just be happy with what you make. Yeah. You make a dollar, you make a dollar. You, you just don't know if you're gonna make two dollars, and if it makes two dollars, at least you got a dollar. Here's the thing, so, Dan. I used to have a when I used to do stock trading classes. I used to write on the whiteboard. You know, I used to do those for years, traveling all over the world. And I used to write on the board. The first thing I would write when I would walk in the room is a goal without a plan is a wish. Right? A goal without a plan is a wish. So the problem with these kids is when they get into the trade, they don't know when they're getting out until they're already in it. So they don't have a plan. So if you walked into any investment and said, I'm going to put $500 into this thing, if I can make 200 on it, which is 40% return, I'm going to be ecstatic and I'm going to get out. Therefore, once you make that 200, you pull out, you followed your plan, you're good. But if you're deciding when you're going to get out after you've ex entered the trade and not before you've entered it, at that point, you're just making emotional decisions. And that's where these kids get left holding the bag when Dogecoin is sitting at fucking, you know, one cent fucking three months from now. Papaya. Uh, I did exactly what Danny told me to do, believe it or not. Literally, exactly. You doubled your money. Yes, I did. But guess what? It looks really easy and fun right now. I'll papaya for you. It looks really easy and fun right now, Dan, right? Like Bob's walking around. He's the fucking crypto superstar, right? All that. Gambling's a lot of fun, too, when you win your first bet. What do you think he would have done, Danny, if when you told him to get out at eight cents, this thing was at 16 cents right now? He'd not only be back in chasing it at the highs, but he'd be lighting you on fucking fire fire right now for making him get out of doge at eight cents or whatever the fuck it is even though it's still the right move no matter what happens after you exit it's still the right move whether it goes to 20 cents or no cents he'd be lighting you on fire so don't think he's all friendly right now danny because the first trade you're giving that goes wrong he's gonna light your ass up Right. He would have put it right back in at 10 cents. Papaya. Papaya. Go. All right. So <clears throat> I played enough poker to understand the, 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 the getting out as well as knowing that you can always make more money, but you can also lose a shit more as well as bankroll management. Mm -hmm. So I talked about that ad nauseum, like especially with a casino, like you win that bet and you win that initial money, but mm -hmm. then you can sit at the table for too long and lose your fucking ass. So I understand that like, you know, you know, if, if I get out at eight and it goes up to 10, I lost potential money. But I also understand that if I sit at that table for too long and it sinks to six or five, then I lose my initial investment plus losses. Mm -hmm. So I've had that happen to me many times at poker where I'm like, I need to leave. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm up 600 bucks right now. Just one more rotation of that table and I'm good. And then all, all of right. a sudden I get dealt pocket kings. A guy goes all in. I call him. He's got pocket aces. And I'm blah, blah. cleaned out. Cleaned yep. out. Yep. So I understand I, that. I wouldn't I wouldn't get mad at Danny for that. Um yeah. Yeah. Bazinga, you're in. 
Papaya. Yes, please. I love this. Now, Bob's, a, Bob's really smart kid. Yeah, it does have a very small penis, though. Is Bob, that a fair statement? Bob is, Bob is very smart. Very Bob's small penis, though. Very small okay. penis. Very small Bob penis. Is an with a small I'm penis. I'm a little pissed off that he doesn't play poker anymore. And he tried to explain to me why the other day. And I really didn't want to accept his reasoning for it. But mm. Bob's a really exceptionally great poker player who could actually make good money doing it. And I don't know why he's not doing it, but he's going to get mad at me because I just said that. Because we just had this comment the other day. Well, I mean, and we air out everything here on the No Mercy podcast with Dan, yeah, Danny B. I didn't push it any further because he is an outstanding poker player, but I didn't push it any further. Well, I mean, that's what I'm here for. So, uh, I mean, he also has the look, right? Like that stupid millennial face <laughs> with the stupid hair, you know, and he could wear the glasses with the hoodie and, you know. Yeah, like he could be combination of like cool kid and nerd. And, you know, like he has he could he's very versatile dork, you know, like he can be like a dork or like a, a hot kid. He could do it all. Mm hmm. Do you think, Danny, it has to do with his small penis? Possibly. How would you correlate that? What do you think might be the reason? Uh huh. Okay. All right. Is that is that is that common? Is that that's usually you said usually like it's a known fact that's commonly what poker players do. They win. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh huh. Did he? Uh, did this happen multiple times or one time? Was this? Did he? Did he oh, try? This happened a lot to him, so I said, "I'm sorry. Go get a beetle and watch me." Right, and he didn't do it. No, he I'm just still mad at him for not playing poker. Uh, what about the penal enlargement? Are you still mad at him for not getting that? <laughs> no, his, his girlfriend says it's sufficient enough. Sufficient, right? Yeah, I mean that's that's a, it's like having a nice personality as a fat chick, right? Like, it's sufficient. <laughs> it's sufficient. It does the job, right, Danny? We don't hear that with our. With our cannons. I mean, just little Bobby over there. Bobby, how do you feel about your sufficient penis in your poker career? Uh, papaya, um, my penis is sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> it's sufficient. It's efficient. It's not deficient. <laughs> That's uh, a lot of fissions. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I. He's got a degree in Fordham and a master's from another college. Fucking say <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, at least he's got a sufficient penis. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I won't let continue. Bob. Okay, go, bro. Um, to address the poker situation, you know, you, you say talked papaya a lot before you react. Papaya, yeah. Even if, even if uh, called. Well, a I never said papaya to exit. I just got interrupted, so I figured it was a oh, continuous. Anytime me or Danny speak through you, that is basically us taking back the microphone. So you would need to papaya your way back in, even if you did not properly papaya exit with the half bracket at the end. Papaya. So should I say papaya even then when you talk? Yes. Yes. Papaya. So every time you talk in the middle of my conversation, I have to say papaya to re-enter. Do you realize how insane that is, papaya? I mean, I would say only if it's longer than a few words. Like if I just chime in with a nodding um, like uh, approval or like something short, yes. But if I do what I'm doing right now and I start a new rant, then when we stop, because keep in mind, once I stop speaking, Danny may want to jump in. So you're saying papaya to call the Danny dogs off. So it's not for me as much as it is for him. So out of respect for your uncle, I would say papaya after I stop speaking right now. 
Papaya, so do you, do you do realize that you interrupt conversations more than any human being I've ever met in my entire life, and it would just destroy the efficiency of the show, Papaya? Yes, that's exactly why I'm doing it. Papaya, okay. Papaya. <laughs> so what were you saying now, Bob? Do you remember? Uh, pa- papaya, so to get back to what Danny's saying about poker, um, at the, at the fr- front end of the podcast, we talked about dark energy, uh-huh. and as much as I enjoyed the the poker community, I enjoyed playing it. Um, I had, you know, minor success enough to, you know, earn some income in college as well as after college. Uh, uh, I never enjoyed the atmosphere. Um, I never enjoyed the game. I never enjoyed the hustle. Um, even when I won money, I felt like it was dirty money. Um, when I had the losses, they were very stressful and crippling. Uh, there were a couple of tournaments, like big money tournaments, where I was in a big pot where I had the advantage. And I knew if I won this pot, I'm looking at tens yeah. and twenties of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars. It happened to me two years ago where I hadn't played poker in three months and I went to a tournament and I was in a, I was in a uh, pot where I flopped a uh, middle set. Middle set, which is the second best hand you can flop in poker. So if I have a pocket pair, I flop a set, meaning I pick up a third uh, card. And and, and it's the second to the nuts, meaning it's the second best hand you can possibly have. The only way you can get beat is if somebody has the fucking nuts. And I've been sitting and waiting there. And I was up and I was, oh, here's the other thing. I was the second biggest stack at the table. And the person holding the cards had the biggest stack. So I would have consumed a majority of his stack with that hand. So I got re-raised all in. I called, and he had the fucking nuts. He had the only hand that could have beat me and cleaned me the fuck out literally three spots before I was in the money. And I was like, dude, I'm fucking out, man. I can't handle that. Like, Because that like that type of stress and the inconsistency of not knowing whether or not you're going to leave with profit or with losses. I was like, I'd rather take like a small paying job with consistent money than than go to a casino and be in that type of like in negative environment and it was causing like detrimental health effects uh so yes I, I could i could feel that i did that in the dfs world everyone keeps going why don't you go back to playing dfs you know danny you know i, I made half a million dollars in like a three month span right that's when i bought my jaguar cash back then and i told him like and, and bob i'm sure you can relate to it it gets to a point where your wins, it's such a dark, exhausting world. And that's where I feel like I've been in for like a while now, like with all this conspiracy Trump garbage, like it's just too much, too much negativity surrounding this stuff that used to be fun and us just rooting for our president to win. But um, it gets to a point where your wins aren't even exciting. They're just a relief because you're relieved of the potential depression and fear of the losses, you know, like and that's when you got to get out. So papaya. Yeah. And real quick, and here the other part of the story is this: I won fourteen hundred dollars playing cash games to buy into that tournament for like four or five hundred bucks. So I even, yeah, yeah, I grinded my way into the tournament, and I left up eight hundred bucks, and I was still so fucking depressed over that loss. Yeah, papaya, Danny. So that's why he doesn't play poker anymore. We still don't know why. We still don't know why he has a small penis. What? What? Blow blow a tranny. Uh-huh. Why don't we all go to Vegas, Danny? Why don't we go live? Dan on the street makes a comeback. Tommy G, Bobby B, and Danny Coin. Dan on the street live from Las Vegas. I would, I would love to do that, and then I would love to give Bob five grand. Sponsor him. Mm-hmm. You can give me five grand. Well, why don't we do that? Why don't we give him five grand each, and we'll enter into the fucking uh, the championship or whatever big contest going there? Well. 
Wait, no, hold on. Papaya. Uh, oh, wow, Let's think about this real quick. Let's think about this real quick. Okay. The World Series of Poker has the most newbie players. Right, that's what I was going to say. That's the easiest tournament to, to advance. Correct. So if if we could get a uh, four deep sponsorship per se, I wear all four deep gear, no mercy gear, all that shit. Uh, and and I get sponsorship through whatever via the community. Via nothing. Honestly, it would rid me of a, of a lot of the guilt. I, I don't care about losing uh, other people's money right. that much. Yeah. yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah I, we if, know. Yeah. if I get on TV, if I get on TV, if I happen to make the top, realistically, there's probably going to be seven, eight thousand people in the tournament. I think the top, eight nine hundred maybe thousand people get paid so if i make it into the top four or five hundred day five day six i mean that's a lot of advertising for our company yeah the last uh crowdfunded four deep uh trip didn't end that well so uh, i'm gonna veto that right now so danny well no it wasn't but uh inside joke so, Danny, I would like to uh, do this Vegas thing, though. I think me, you, and Bob need to uh, take a trip to Vegas, and we need to film it for a content and for a family because you've never taken us to Vegas, Danny. No, you've never taken me to Vegas. Well, I mean, Jesus Christ, I've taken you everywhere in the last three years. For this fucking country, sunshine, uh, for this country shut down, I was going to write you off as a dependent. You were taking you to so many damn sporting events. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm taking myself. No, you're taking me and Bobby and the mercenaries to Vegas. This is this is content. The we can the mercenaries are the fans, the Dan fans, the No Mercy mercenaries. Every one of the fucking hundred something thousand people that listen to this. Okay, so is Little Rain gonna be there? Yes. I well, I don't know who's gonna be there, but I know they're mercenaries who would love the content coming from it. But she's invited. Everyone's invited, Danny. Uh, Pipeliner's invited. He's of course everyone, Danny. Everyone. Now they're not coming on our dime per se. So you know you'll pay for me and Bob as a good uncle should. But we will allow anyone who wants to meet us out in Las Vegas watch Bobby attempt to reach for the stars in his newfound poker career. So and then I'll just run around and bang chicks. So if I buy the plane tickets in the hotel. Mhm. we're talking about. Okay? I'm I'm with you. Okay, so Bob, you here? You with me, Bob? Don't you don't need yes. I'm I'm releasing your papaya, Bob. So wow. you with me. Okay. Don't speak too much though. So, okay, go. So who provides the gambling money? You're going to sponsor Bobby as you said with your $5,000. <laughs> right. So I will provide my own gambling money. Um you can provide me with meals, hotel, and airfare if you'd like to give me some gambling money i would more than happily take it but i'm not after your money i'm after your presence so i don't want your i don't want your presence with a t danny i want your presence (laughs) with a c um you get the thing you love most in the world and that is attention love and affection from those close to you oh my god there's no gift more value. Do people believe this shit? The best, pre- <laughs> the best presence I can give you is my presence. Oh. I'll buy his plane tickets. Worked, didn't it? Doesn't he have a fucking RV? Like, okay. why are we taking the RV? Bobby, 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 Bobby. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is this is his. Pre- this man is offering as such a generous, loving uncle, where he knows he's very close to death. He's got to be like ninety already. When he dies, 
We will remember a trip like this for perpetuity, for eternity, that we'll remember that trip that we took with Uncle Danny to Las Vegas and fans and and mercenaries and, and, and subscribers and everyone flew out to see Uncle Danny fund Bobby in the fucking tournament and Tommy ran around with his dick out and got kicked out of three casinos and fucked a model. Like this is literally tombstone shit for a man who is so close to death. He's so old and so <laughs> gone mentally. Like he's suffering from Alzheimer's and dement. Like he's shot to shit. As anyone listening to this gonna so Bobby, please do not try and take this moment that he's trying to spend his hard-earned money on me and you to fly rather than bus or RV. We will fly there. He'll probably get us a limousine knowing how much Danny wants to make sure our event is spectacular. He'll probably have a room full of alcohol and drugs and cocaine and hookers. He'll do all of it, I'm sure, if he wants to make this the best experience ever. So let him do it, Bob. Just shut the fuck up. And Danny, Danny. you're, You're missing the most important part of it, which is... The trip itself is content. The the four deep RV is content. You ever seen fucking? Yeah, you ever I'm seen the simple I'm life? A I'm a diva. I fly. I fly first class. It's for oh, Danny. It would be first class, right? If you bought us a ticket, like you'd buy us first class, right? Yeah, fuck this kid. This kid's fucking. Who's this kid? Three days of fucking go. Okay, you know what's content? Me, Danny, and Bobby in Vegas. That's fucking content. You want to watch sit in the back and fucking shit in the toilet with Bobby's bad bowels? Fucking blowing up an RV for fucking three days. Right. And Bobby's fucking guy who's got Crohn's disease. He'll be shitting all over the place. That's a whole episode of me driving the RV and it breaking yeah. down or some shit. Or we could spend three extra days in fucking Las Vegas, Nevada, banging models, doing blow, and watching you get blown out of a fucking poker tournament. I think they made a movie about that already. Yeah, well, we're going to make the sequel, and it's going to be called Danny's Deathbed. (laughs) Memoirs of a dying man spending a weekend with his nephews. Hey, do you want to know something? Yes, I'd love to know everything. The second we're born, we all start dying. That's true. (laughs) Danny, you know what? (laughs) You know what, Danny? You know, that's, 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 I didn't even realize that until you said it, Danny. I am actually older right now than I was when you started that comment. I'm closer to. Born, you I know it's, it's nuts, right, Dan? Yep. How many people do you tell that to a day? Not too many. <laughs> you should tell it to more. You should add that to your arsenal because that's that's a fantastic. You're like a Snapple cap today. See, I got him visualizing it. The trip to Vegas would be Bob and I. Right. You would be missing for two days. Uh, yes, he yeah, would. Be, You'd be gone. I'd be, I'd be doing an eight ball off a fucking stripper's ass up fucking in the Bellagio. Yeah. I'd be I'd be crushing it. And, and, and Bob and I would be hanging out. Yeah. No, I mean, it would literally be like the movie The Hangover. We'd, we'd be spending half our time looking for Tommy. Right. And he's and on I, top of the building. Or it, I think it would be a little different because I would be like looking around a pole, seeing you looking for me and like dipping away, like running and nodding <laughs> before you can't see me. <laughs> But uh, Danny, I think we really need to do this, Danny. Do you think we could even get Kurt to go? Is Kurt even live anymore? I don't even know. Is he live? Is he still a thing? <laughs> what? He wouldn't go? No, he wouldn't go. All right. There's no way Kurt would go. 
All right. So we do it just the three of us, Dan. I think, Danny, let's do this. Like, listen, we all are fucking sitting here in COVID life. Like, let's go. Uh, Danny, I would even wear a mask for this. I'd wear a mask in the casino for this just to be able to spend the weekend with you. I'll wear seven masks if you're going to take me to Vegas on an all-expense paid trip with a fucking hotel paid for suite. Obviously. I told you I'd spend my own gambling money. I mean, I listen, I thought that was very generous of me. Very generous. I, I, I mean, listen, the, the only reason I'm, I'm letting you, I should say, pay for the airfare and all that is because, you know, on your tombstone, you're not going to want to say, you know, I went to Vegas with my nephews and Tommy paid for his shit. You know, I know you, I know you get a lot of fulfillment out of paying for us. No, no, no. You got to have the you got to have the story, Dan. Picture this like a movie. My my incredible nephew Thomas Jake. Uh-huh. Favorite. I like favorite. Can we can we trade incredible for favorite? Uh-huh. Look at how great that story would be. No, the first one was way better. And then and then at my funeral they would say Oh, Thomas, Jay, you put such a smile on his face. Yeah. See, no. You want to leave a legacy, Dan. You need to leave. You haven't done shit, right? So. Would you think that would read better at my funeral? Bob, he thinks, which way do you think it would read better? Papaya, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I totally yep. zoned out. Because I, I, I was no thinking way. about, I was thinking about what happens if I lose all the money in like three hands. Oh, dude, it would be the best because you would feel so bad and just be like the whole vacation would be Danny going, Bobby, I don't care. I'm going to die in a week anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. And you'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I lost your money. And me just being like, <laughs> and just watching <laughs> all the fucking shit go on and just laughing at you guys as Bobby. Cr- this way. Bob lost all the money. Here's the trip, Tom. Mm-hmm. We'd all be sitting there in row 12, seat A, B, and C. Uh-huh. On the way back. I think row three suits me better. Right. And Bob would be not even on the plane. All right. So it, now Bob, want, yeah, that's what happens. If Bob loses all the money, you want to take that RV so fucking bad? There you go. There's a bus ticket. Fucking yeah, y'all dirt. stick me in cargo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Throw him in the fucking room. Fucking Bobby Coffee Cakes over here. Throw him in the fucking room. <laughs> I don't want my RV housing that face for more than three days. The, uh, but we, uh, yeah, Danny, I think that's the plan. And Danny, I really want to do this. So can we plan this? Why can't we, we just go to Atlantic City? Bobby, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Danny, do you realize how fucking stupid this kid? I have you literally already envisioning it. I know you're seeing it, Danny. I know it's in your head. I have you on the verge of an all-expense-paid trip, first class, flying your two nephews to fucking Las Vegas, Nevada, to have the time of your life. I mean, father-son weekend on steroids for the dying man. And he's tried to downgrade it to an RV instead of an all-expense-paid first-class tickets. And now he's trying to downgrade it to the fucking syringe-filled, homeless, libtard capital of America, bum-filled, 40-degree weather, Atlantic City, New Jersey. He's trying to downgrade it to right now. Dan, like, did you raise Uh, him? Did you train this idiot? um, I I still like the fact that you paying for everything and reading it on my tombstone. Yeah, well, that's out. So well, let, let me. I mean, what's the purpose of the trip? Is it to win bond, tons of money? To bond to bond. It's a bonding okay. experience for a dying man. All right. Well, if it's about winning money, I've already won money in Atlantic City. I've won money in Foxwoods Resort Casino. Um, so I know the players there. As a matter of fact, I played with Norm McDonald one time in Foxwoods. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Terrible poker player. Really nice guy. In the um, words of Carly Simon, this song ain't about you. Continue. <laughs> okay. All right. So if it's about bonding, mm-hmm. then that ta- that relieves the pressure of me making money, which means I'll probably make more money. Okay. So there we go. So there, I just I just relieved your pressure. And uh, Danny, uh, Bobby is in. So we uh, vote two to one for you to uh, book those tickets, brother. I even got some free rooms, Danny. You know what I'll do, Danny? I will actually contribute any comps that I have in my email because I know I have thousands of them because I see them every day. Like, please come back to us and lose all your money. Um, I will even give you whatever comps I have in my email at Bellagio or any of these places. I would I would just give it to you to to cut into your costs. So that way, on your tombstone, you can say I paid for stuff. I still like the way my tombstone reads the other way. Well, I mean, listen, we could do it the other way, Dan. Uh, I could pay for all this stuff, and then you're going to have to give me all the gambling money. So whichever you want. So I'll give you a choice. You either give me the gambling money, which God knows where that can end up being, or you just pay for my flight and hotel suite, obviously, um, two-bedroom suite um, overlooking the city. But you just pay for that, and we're good. I pay for, I pay for your plane fare and hotel suite. And yes, and drugs and alcohol and um, meals, meals, meals. Kids got to eat, Danny. Uh, No steaks once a night, once a night, just dinner, just dinner, but wherever I want. All right. And maybe one show, maybe we want to go see the love or something or, or, or a fun little fun little Broadway show just to make us not feel like complete degenerates. Little little Vegas show. Maybe we'll go see like some Cirque du Soleil if they're still doing that in COVID times. All right. Well, well, he fucking see, right? yawned. Well, we seem to have bored you. So, uh, so Danny, you're going to do that? You're going to book that? Yes. Yes? Really? Yeah. All right. See that, Bob? That's how you close the deal. You work him down to exhaustion and then you close him. So he's just saying yes because he doesn't want to be on anymore. All right, Danny, any final words before we let you go? I think we're actually on about two and a half hours here and we still have to cover Tom Brady. So why don't we do that with you real quick? So what did you, what did you do? What do you got? Where are you on that long? Oh, this podcast is going to suck. All right. The um, real quick, let's cover it. We'll do it together with him, Bob. So the Tom Brady situation, Bob, I'm going to let you papaya in for a second to kick this off real quick. We'll just spend five minutes on Tom Brady and what's gone on. And then uh, I'll kick over to you, Danny. So Bobby, what was your take on Tom Brady? Yeah, well, one of the things I, you know, and I've listen. I've been a Jets fan my whole life, and so we love to hate Tom Brady. But it's so hard to hate this man because he continues to do things that I love. One of which is showing up to the fucking Super Bowl, not wearing a fucking mask, saying "fuck you," um, and then you know, winning, just fucking straight up winning like a fucking boss. The only thing that matters to him is W's. His Twitter account's off the chain. But the thing I really admire about Tom Brady was. You know, he put in the work, put in the hard work, and then got shit-faced, you know, on a fucking boat with all of his homies, throwing the fucking Lombardi trophy, you know, from one boat to another. But the thing that really got me, and this is really important just from a, just a, like we said, an existential battle, um, is that Tom Brady was videoed getting off the boat, and he's fucking hammered. 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 Like, can't stand up, for those who haven't seen it. Yes, Bobby yeah. just said he literally threw the Super Bowl trophy across 20 feet and 30 feet high into another boat with his friends slash teammates in it, 
So that's one people were blowing him up for that, for being disrespectful, for throwing the Super Bowl trophy like he gives a fuck. Wasn't wearing a mask, number two, and not social distancing, which we love. And then three, he was blackout, shit-faced, drunk as fuck, being carried off the boat, basically. You know, when you walk and you're holding your friends so tight so they can't fall? That was them. Right. Like, if they would have let go, he would have fell down. So, Bob, I mean, he would have fall. I mean, he would have fallen on his fucking face straight right. up. Like, I've everybody's been there where you can't stand and up. He's smiling and laughing and waving. Sm- he's like, hi. <laughs> it's so good. And and so I'm reading these comments on like ESPN that shared it, and like all the comments are like, like, like even the top comment. We can read a couple of them, but here's just one. For example, it said, "I would love to know why he isn't wearing a mask." No excuses. Just because he's successful, rich, white athlete doesn't mean he gets a pass. And by the way, this is by only a white, white guy. A- only white athletes don't wear masks, right? This, this is by a white guy, right? So, you know, I was like, man, he's going to get fucking destroyed by woke Twitter for not being a good example, you know, getting drunk, not social distancing, not wearing a mask, all this shit. So what does Tom Brady do the same day? Like two hours later, this is two hours after he's literally getting held up and propped up and fucking carted off from his, you know, uh, boating celebration. He sends out this tweet. Well, no, he didn't send out a tweet. He quote tweeted the ESPN video of him getting carried off the boat. Therefore, bringing it, bringing one point six million people to their attention who maybe didn't see it before. So he quote tweets that video with a tweet that reads. Noting to see her, dot, 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 just lit tle avocado tequila. So what he was trying to say was nothing to see here, just a little avocado tequila. And that's what he wrote. Noting to see her, just lie tle avo capital C auto tequila. So I mean, just doubles down with a drunk tweet at fucking like at just 5 p.m. Just fucking absolutely classic danny what's your take on the tom brady situation being that you are a giants fan uh i'm a jets fan so i hate him so is bob what do you think it was absolutely great everything about him it showed that he's he's a real person he won they worked so damn hard for eight nine months out of the year prepping for this and you know what he basically just said hey i'm gonna be myself and have a great time and people can't like it and they gotta put color in it but also here's the sides kicked her on Tom Brady's already hinted to people he's not going to the White House. Okay? So that 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 rumor got out that Tom Brady isn't going to the White House. So, of course, they're going to jump all over him right now on anything he does. So well, no, they should be happy. Do you, that he is going to the White House or isn't? He's not. Not going to the White House. So, oh, with Biden, I keep thinking Trump. I still refuse to accept that Biden's in office. So I get, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, good. Because he already, he already told somebody. That you believe I forgot? He's got a busy schedule coming up, and it's going to wow. be hard for him to do anything. So he's using that as a awesome. Well, he's a Republican. We all know that, right? And and the best part is, is Tom Brady is is bigger and better and badasser, more badasser than LeBron James can ever be. Okay. Would you say he's the badasserist? Just like, yeah, well, that's a new word, but yeah. All right. Just like Michael Jordan is a bigger badass than LeBron James. 100%. And all these other 100%. Okay. Uh, Brady punks LeBron, for sure. I mean, it, it's literally amazing, Danny. And and listen, I everyone always talks about Brady Illuminati, this and that. And, you know, I, I mean... I mean, you you could you could talk cabal with it. I know he's a Republican. I know he's been outspoken about you know he's got in trouble for talking about you know having liking Trump and being around Trump before. So uh, I have liked him for that respect. Always hated him like Bobby as a Jets fan because he was a Patriot and he just fucking destroyed us all the time. But honestly, I love Tampa Tom. 
Like this new Tampa Bay Brady, now that he's outside of the Belichick fucking, you know, uh, slave shop that he runs over there for the Patriots. Like he's just been more likable. He's speaking more. He's 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 getting drunk. He's he's more grunk than Brady. So um, I actually he's grown on me a lot. Like I like him now, which is weird. And the drunk shit and throwing the trophy stuff. And the, I mean, just think about what this dude. This dude has seven Super Bowl rings. Like that's fucking. That's more than twenty five NFL teams combined. Like you could take the lowest twenty five NFL teams and combine them, and they don't have seven. So it's just absolutely fucking incredible what he's done and i think the outcry for no no he's not social distancing danny did you go to my instagram did you see the video i did on kevin durant no. so uh, my big thing right now my big tilt right now on and do you even know what my instagram is danny do you even follow me on instagram <laughs> you don't follow me on instagram i instagram. I thought you did i thought we made you one well, you should make one just to follow me since I have no other social media platforms. Okay, so is it positive or negative against that jerk It's very negative against the, the COVID in general. Everything I say is negative, Danny. You know that. I'm a negative piece of shit. Uh, it's called at create the mayhem, Danny. You should check it out. It's very enjoyable uh, Instagram. You should create and just follow me. So I did a whole video, which I will send to you, Danny, on how Kevin Durant walked off um, the, you know, came into the locker room. You know, was hanging out with his teammates, went back outside at 6 p.m. He supposedly ran into someone who was inconclusive for COVID. And then he went back in the locker room with all his teammates after he ran into someone at 6 p.m. saying that that person could have COVID. They didn't know this yet. So he's hanging out with all his teammates in the locker room. He goes out for warmups. And next thing you know, Bobby, have you heard this story in full? Uh, I paid attention to your story about as much as I pay attention to your threads. So partially. So no. Okay. So, <laughs> so, so Kevin Durant walks out of the locker room like he does every time in Brooklyn, goes to play the game, is on the court warming up, and the officials come and they pull him off the court. Okay? And, and the whole Nets team is like, what the fuck's going on? Meanwhile, he's on the court hanging out, playing with, and warming up with 10 other guys. They pull him off the court and they say, you need to quarantine. You, need, you can't play today. Because someone you came in contact with earlier today, you cross paths with, is potentially, not even officially, potentially COVID positive. Because they came in touch with someone else. So until we get the test results from them, we can't let you play in case that person's positive. So they pull him off the court and he can't play in the game. Everyone with me? So then, then, <laughs> first of all, Bob, if Durant could have it, then shouldn't everyone on the team be in danger of having it if they were just around Durant and Durant could have it? So shouldn't they stop the whole game and quarantine everyone was around him? No. So they let the game start. So now all these people that were just around Kevin Durant in the locker room with Durant go and play the other team. I forget who they're playing. Let's say it was the Raptors. So they go play the Raptors, and the Raptors and them are sweating all over each other and wrestle-fucking each other the whole game. And then all of a sudden in the, in the third quarter, and Bob, no, in the first quarter with four minutes left, they go, Kevin, you can play, okay? The guy that you ran in contact with is good. He doesn't have it. You're good. So Kevin Durant comes into the game at four minutes left in the first quarter, plays for an hour and a half, and then in the third quarter gets a call saying, Kevin, you got to leave the game again because we ran a second test on that guy, and he came up positive. So now we think you have it. So you got to leave the court. Yes. Is everyone with me so far? Can, I, oh, go ahead. 
So now Kevin has been playing with all these people on the court for the last hour and a half. The leagues finds him so much of a risk that he needs to leave the court because they think he has COVID. They pull Kevin off the court, right? Now he's in quarantine. So they put catch Kevin. The Nets then, who were all just around Kevin for fucking the last three hours nonstop drooling on each other, get on a plane and fly to Philly without Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant now has to stay in prison and quarantine while the Nets go on a plane to Philly to go into the airport to infect the people in the airport to go infect the Philadelphia 76ers with the COVID they may have from Kevin, who if Kevin had COVID, then everyone's got COVID. And now the whole city of Philadelphia has a fucking mass spreader of COVID. And all that's fine as long as Kevin sits in a room for three days who while the, the Nets go play. Who the fuck is in charge of organizing all this and making all these decisions? Like, who's the eye on the sky? Well, I actually organized it. I actually organized it all on a whiteboard, masterfully but drunk. A, but, so I yeah, think and a there's a guy that organizes that on a whiteboard and makes decisions yep. such as that. And here's my question, because I don't watch fucking ESPN. What did all the commentators right. and the pundits and, and even the players? Because keep in mind, the Nets were pissed because the Nets, Danny, you know, the Nets are in the hunt for the championship. So they don't want to be losing Durant. For They already lost Durant earlier in the year for a potential COVID positive. So to lose him again for a week was like, yo, fuck this, bro. We're trying to get the one seed and get, you know move through the playoffs quickly so we can win a championship. James Harden, Kyrie Irving, the players on the team came out and were like, yo, we were just with him. What's going on? What are we doing here? The announcers, the most libtard ESPN announcers were even like, this doesn't make any sense. Right, Dan? Yep, it was crazy. And even the liberals were like, uh, that really doesn't make any sense. And then I posted a video after that, Danny, which I'll send you on my Instagram at Create the Mayhem, uh, which is of the NASCAR. Did you watch the NASCAR race the other day, Danny? Yes, I did. Did you see when they panned to the booth and they were showing the three announcers that were in the booth announcing it? And they had a little thing of plexiglass that like came up to their nipples as they stood one inch away from each other with no masks on talking to each other. But their desks that they were just sitting at before they stood up to film the commercial had plexiglass to prevent them from breathing on each other. Yeah, they caught them all next, right next to each other. Yeah, it's like fucking, dude, the camera was on them. They filmed the thing. It wasn't even like they were caught. Like they said, okay, let's go to the booth. And they went to the booth, and the guys were all just standing up right next to each other. And you could see the plexiglass, like, at their chest level. And no one fucking cares about this fucking virus. It's fake. Dude, it's just, no like, cares. and it's, you know, it's funny to talk about. But this is, like, serious fucking shit because this is this is happening. Yeah. You know, it's affecting markets. It's affecting small businesses. Like, like what's happening in my town. Um, is the restaurants are told to open, then close, then 50% capacity, then 25% capacity, then 10 p.m. curfew, then 12 p.m. And I'm seeing these clubs and restaurants adhering to all the health department regulations and guidelines, losing hundreds of fucking thousands of dollars, and a lot of businesses are going under. Um, even last weekend, I had a gig um, where we, we by the way, a, a fucking live music performance that goes from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., is a fucking joke. We had to close the like people don't even go out till nine right. o'clock, and now we got to go out at six six p.m. and this right, fucking yeah, thing yeah. closes at 10? ten. Danny, what would me and you be doing at ten p.m. in Vegas when little Bobby was on the poker table? And we got sick of white. What do you what do you yeah. think? I'm coming right back to your story about Bob. Danny, what do you think we do? Me and you, ten o'clock. Clock strikes ten. Bobby's on a break. He needs to go take a nap. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Danny boy. Let's go. All yeah, right, so, back to you, Bob. Finish so anyway, story. so, you know, I'm in the middle. We play three one-hour sets, so I'm in the middle of the second set. And all of a sudden, the health department comes in with with the sheriffs, what? with the cops. I swear, like, I'm not even fucking kidding. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to laugh. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be laughing. I just picture you on stage. And I mean, that's exactly like they came in guns blazing. No, it was like they were breaking up a fucking drug ring. So the health department comes in with and they're all videotaping everything. They got their cameras and they're shining the light on everybody. Like you would have thought that we were running some type of underground. Yes. And people started scattering like roaches because, you know, listen, we live in the fucking South. Like people are not maintaining adequate social distancing. They're dancing on the dance floor. They're sitting down, enjoying a fucking, you know, band with, you know, enjoying live music with their friends, you know. And so they come in. It's exactly what happened. And so what happened is the club. Did you tell them? Not only do we have sufficient social distancing, I also have a sufficient. <laughs> well, I did have penis. a microphone, so um, I was able to uh, say my piece, and that that did not help the situation. Actually, exa- it exacerbated the situation. I'm sure it didn't. I'm um, sure it didn't. But the fact of the matter is, is they can come in uh-huh. at any time and shut this thing down. And so they came in. Yeah, but I won't. They shut this thing down. And by the way, here's what it was. And this is really important to understand: is that you're seeing people from the community snitching on each other. What happened was the reason why the health department came in was because of an anonymous tip from somebody who tipped off the health department that we were running a quote unquote private poker party, which didn't even happen. So it's like the equivalent of like the police pulling you over for a broken taillight and then like looking through your fucking car and finding drugs in the car or some shit. So the the original reason for them to come for coming in was a a citizen fucking snitching on another citizen or people that want to join themselves. And B, mm-hmm. they came in under false pretense. Now this club's closed for two fucking weeks. Two weeks. Ugh, so, I mean, it's, such a, it's, it's lucky it's two weeks. It could have been even worse. I mean, Danny, what's your, what's your take? I'll get your take on this because me and Bobby have talked a little bit about, um, Bobby, you've made correlations. I don't know if you want to do them on here or if you want me to do them for you, but the correlations to like Nazi Germany and stuff like that and people get mad and freak out. You were talking about, uh, I forget what her name is. But uh, the girl. Oh, Danny, are you talking what's the name about the girl, uh, Gina Carano? Serrano? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but Danny, you know who Gina Serrano is in her comments? Did you hear anything about this? I heard about six or seven people today say something. Yeah. So, I mean, the, uh, what's your take on the whole like snitching on your neighbor shit? Because I think that's the scariest, most dangerous thing in the country going on right now, even more so than censorship. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. It's, if they, they talk about. Uh, Republicans being Nazis. I mean, they're doing what they're saying, what they're mm-hmm. telling everyone else. Yeah, and and I, I think. Hey, what about that Trump Bruce Springass getting fucking tried to, they tried to Bruce fucking Springass? They tried to fucking Springsteen. Spring I'm assuming ass. you're talking about. Yeah, he got fucking. <laughs> what, what it, so what? You don't like Bruce Springsteen now, Danny? You're from fucking Jersey. I don't like Bruce Springsteen. I really no, I've never liked Bruce Springsteen. Do you like Bon Jovi? Huh? You were gonna say he's a fag, didn't you? You were gonna say. It. Did you just say it right there? As I said, you were gonna say it. I knew it. I know you so well. I know you so well. And I 
I wanted to throw up. Yeah. Okay? They ruined my Super Bowl experience, just to let you know. Uh-huh. Okay, my Super Bowl experience is ruined. I'm sure they're upset okay, about that. Well, 15 minutes before game time, the Black National Anthem kissed my fucking ass. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, and then he does run in with that Jeep commercial, mm-hmm. and the motherfucker just got popped for a DWI in, in Sandy Hook, New Jersey. Yep. That's fine. As long as you're in the cabal. <laughs> Lawyers are in the Illuminati. You're good. We're all writing. We're wondering if he was in a Jeep. And then the Jeep pulls that commercial. And you want to know something? Here's the funny thing. I was leaning towards buying a Dodge Ram pickup or a Jeep. Guess what? Ram. After that commercial, I'm not buying a Jeep. What if, uh, what if, uh, fucking, uh, what if, uh, Rachel Maddow showed up in a Dodge Ram commercial? I'd get rid of that and buy a Chevy. So just buy the Chevy. (laughs) (laughs) What if. What if Don Lemon showed up in a Chevy commercial? Then I'm fucking shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, to put a bow on this, I really think, Bob, we talked about the uh, Nazi Germany and how people don't want to, you know, they shame you from saying like, oh my God, don't make that correlation. But it re- that's because they don't want you to realize what they're doing because it really is the same, same exact thing that we were just saying, Bob, before the show that divide and conquer. Right. Like this is what you have to do before Hitler or Mussolini or fucking anybody can take control of a fucking huge army to go against your own people or anything. You have to first recruit human soldiers. And that's what they're doing right now. I'll let you elaborate for a minute. I'll dovetail on it and then we'll mm-hmm. go kick to Danny and wrap this up. But give me your final points on this, Bob, before well, we uh, we're so, running out of time here. So I got to wrap Yeah, up. the whole Gina Serrano Carano thing was she got fired from Disney for not even tweeting, but just uh, posting something on her IG story from another account, basically saying what they're doing right now is similar to what happened in Nazi Germany, where it wasn't necessarily the Nazi soldiers that were the ones, you know, uh, abusing the Jewish people at first and rounding them up. It was actually their neighbors and people in the community and children that were originally right. snitching right. and telling on them. And that's what Soros, Soros did. That's exactly what Soros did when he was a kid. So that what it was factually correct. Yep. And she was getting fired for being for being yes, anti-Semitic. That was the big thing. It was an anti-Semitic comment. But when you really look at it, um, Anti-Semitic, if it's it's true. It always boggles my mind how you can say something is. I I don't understand. It's true. I'll never understand it. Because you're not generalizing a whole group of people. Like if you say Italians are greasy. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But not every single Italian is greasy. There might be one of us that isn't. But, you know, I can understand. This isn't typecasting a generation or race. This is stating a fact in history. This is exactly what happened. They recruited humans. When people look at Hitler and they look at how did you get millions of normal people? They weren't all fucking horrible people. You got millions of normal people to start and join this fucking army of death that just kept growing. Well, it started by making them hate Jews, right? That's how it started. It started with making kids hate Jews and making moms hate Jews and dads hate Jews and everyone hate Jews. And then you start sprinkling in, we're the superior race. And then you start sprinkling in, the Jews are coming after us. Then you start piling in, the Jews hate us. The Jews are going to kill us. But you already hate Jews. And now I'm telling you, the Jews are going to kill us. So we need to kill the Jews. Do you agree? Yeah, we need to kill the Jews. Okay, how are we going to kill the Jews? We need, And it just slowly morphs into this army of death that started with 
making kids right. hate Jews in Germany. And that's what they're doing right now. They're making the left hate the right. They're making the kids hate the rich. They're making the kids hate the white man. They're making the kids hate Trump supporters. They're making them hate MAGA. They're making them hate. They're making African-Americans hate African-Americans who voted for Trump. So it's not just race versus race. It's even inter-race. It's intergender. It's inter-religion that they're pitting everyone against each other because once you do that, you get militants. You get angry left-wing zombie rat fuck militant soldiers who are there to push the message and they are talking about the fucking capital on january 6th wait till you see the revolt that's going to happen when the nwo and the fucking cabal unleashes their liberal zombies for real not censorship for real with weapons on the country as i think that's where we're heading danny so uh, just just wait for this uh, impeachment bullshit to end, I mean, then you will then you will hear from Trump again, and then Trump will will start uh, digging his fucking heels. I think again. he's done, bro. I think he's done. I don't think you're gonna hear from no, him much. I don't think. No, I think he's checked no. out. He would not have opened up an office in Florida. He's, yeah. he's only. He's just waiting. Oh, I mean, see him, maybe you see him. You see him do social media and stuff like that. I mean, I'd be shocked, man. I, I dude, he, we didn't even hear from him in his last two weeks in office. Why the fuck didn't he speak in his last fucking month in office? Dude, you, you will hear from this man. All right. He's a pain in everybody's ass. Oh, it may be a pain in the ass, and he may start a you know a social media app that's going to try and shut him down and shit like that. But I mean, the people who still think that he's you know going to take over as president and there's still a plan going on. I mean, I just got I got to check no, out of that. Not, not yeah, I, I know you don't believe that. I got to check the fuck out of that game. But as far as Trump being a needle in their side and. A thorn in their side and starting a thing to combat and rival Twitter and all that. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, I still don't think it's going to happen, but I mean, that'd be great. I think Trump's going to try and fade to black. I think he's been. I think he's been threatened to the death. I think that's the only thing that makes sense why he ducked out of the White House the way he did. I think he's been threatened. I'm hoping it's not the case, but I think that's what it is. He's been threatened with this impeachment. No, I think he's been threatened with his life. When the fuck does Trump lay low ever? He has no choice right now. Unless he did buck broke him. Something happened, dude. Something's going on. Because honestly, him laying low is the weirdest thing ever. It either means maybe everyone's right that he is up to something that's bigger than even what you're saying, Danny. Or maybe they just fucking won, which no one thought could happen. And they're scaring the fuck out of him. Like, bro, you open your fucking mouth. We're killing your family. Like, who the fuck knows what it is, but I don't think it's what people think it is. That's what it is. I think it's one extreme or the other going on right now. So, so I hope we, you're right. We will, we will see starting next week after the impeachment ends. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I, we'll see that I, after. But, I have right. to run. I have to get back to work. All right. That's a, that's a, that's a power move, Danny. That's one of my power That's one of my power business moves to always control the beginning and end of a conversation, especially since you know this was the last segment. Instead of us saying goodbye to you, you told us you have to leave. Power move, Danny. Power move. <laughs> All right, go get it. Pocono Pride dot fucking softball. All right, get out of here. Bye, Dan. Later. Right. Oh, man, hey, at least we got a Vegas trip out of that. That's, uh, that's unbelievable. See, why were you coming? <laughs> well, because I was just thinking for like selfishly, like I've won a lot of money in Atlantic City, and I and, and people understand this, like with poker. Bobby, I'll give you a thousand dollars. Just shut the fuck up and don't ruin my trip. If it's okay? not about making money, I don't feel Jesus. bad losing money. That's really what it comes down to. 
all extreme. <laughs> I can't wait to listen back to this and hear yourself. All expense paid trip to Vegas with your uncle and your favorite cousin. Oh, Brad's and coming? fucking your mentor, <laughs> me, not daddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you're fucking trying to downgrade it to a fucking <laughs> RV to Jersey. Wow. Like, I'm a man of simple I pleasures. Mean, <laughs> what a selfish prick. I live in Jersey. I can go. I can walk to Atlantic City if I needed to. Like it's like an hour and a half drive. Like what the fuck are we doing? Do you think that's you where think I want to go? Go, go to I'm Vegas? So selfish. Why not? I've it's never fucking been. beautiful. It seems like, a, seems like a, this time of year is the best time. To... Wait, you've no, never I, been I, to I Vegas don't have a either. Desire to go to Vegas. I'll go. I'll go. I mean, oh all right, we're. Dude, I, definitely wanna, I, I definitely want to. I definitely want to catch a show I, for whatever it is, like some crazy shit, like some Cirque du Soleil yeah. shit or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, dude, you can even bring your girl. I can, I can get her in this and fucking two snaps <laughs> in a in a nipple. I can get that in there. Boom. What's, that what's sounds good enough. Two that sounds like whistle, something Danny would say. Yeah, bro. He literally has told that yeah, joke but, three uh, times. I, yeah, every we single time it's failed. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's is it like it got worse every time too? Well, <laughs> so do his guest spots. But uh, I know you're still listening, Danny. I think I don't know. But um, no, he was really no, good. Today. Is, it was really good. Yeah. It was fun. So uh, let's shut this down. We're at about three hours. And um, you, you got to be fading soon because <laughs> you haven't smoked in three hours. Um, so what uh, final words you got for everyone, Bob? We'll continue this shit going forward. And well, there's a couple of things we wanted to talk about that we didn't necessarily get to. A lot of more financial stuff, entrepreneurial stuff. But uh what do you think? Yeah, and I just where think, do you, you know, go to put a bow on it, like the whole issue with what we were discussing today is that, you know, we're trying to look for opportunities, you know, like, like opportunities to improve, opportunities to make the show better, opportunities to, you know, also uh, keep ourselves afloat so that we can create as much content as possible. I'm um, just trying to find the positive in everything. Uh, I think that's kind of like what we're, um, our brand has always been uh, while having fun, providing good content, and also, you know, doing it. Um, you know, with that whole mentality of, you know, entertainment first, content first, content is king. And, uh, you know, as long as we keep that, we're going to be strong, we're going to be good. And, you know, we're not we're not saying that we're stepping away from the fire. We're not stepping away from the political sphere. We're definitely going to continue to it because, I mean, I feel like this is going to be one of the most meme worthy uh, presidencies we've ever seen. If you thought Trump was good for memes like this Biden administration is fucking fire. So we're always going to talk about this shit. But like, that, you know, just like with anything else, we've been at it for a long time. Um, we do want to make sure that we get back to some of the things that we also do well. Um, so, you know, we feel like we kind of lost ourselves for a while. So, um, you know, just just be reminded that, you know, as we move forward, you know, just expect that type of content, some of the more evergreen stuff, some of the more pop culture stuff. And, you know, we got to learn how to have fun again, too, even even in these trying times and these divisive times that we can't we can't lose sight of that. Yeah. Um Speaking of having fun, dude, I'm dying. I, don't, I had to mute for a second. Dude, my friend Ryan just sends me a – I'm in my group thread and I'm just glancing at it because the notifications are popping off. And I saw a lot of like laughing face emojis. So I'm like, oh, let me see what's in here. And fucking dude, his – check your text. His son, young son, just – they asked him to draw a picture <laughs> of Martin Luther King for Black History Month. Look at what he drew. That's not oh a meme, dude. That's not a meme. I, I, I have the text that came through at 5.20 p.m. That's my no, son's drawing dude, of Martin no. Luther King. 
That looks like. What does that look? Like, I mean, Bob? that looks like he was staring at a picture of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> that is the best Adolf Hitler drawing I have ever seen. If you, if we played Piction, and his son's young, Bob, you can tell by the drawing, he's a young kid. But if we played Pictionary or something. There's no way I could draw a better Hitler than that. If you to had get to draw you to Hitler. Hitler in a minute, like you do in Pictionary, this is the perfect drawing. It even Dude, has the hair it is like flipped the off best. to the side a little bit. Even the, even the scowl, like he's not smiling, like the fucking wide-eyed looking. This tweet up, the would hair. get forty thousand retweets I mean, if he if he put the correct caption on it. I, I mean, uh, yeah, and and he's he's actually the one who turned me on to Twitter. Shockingly, my boy Ryan. But um, I mean, it's just, dude, me, my friend Ryan, Tony, Justin, Teddy, we're on this group thread fucking dying, dude. I just told him, I'm like, dude, I'm on air. I got to talk about this. This is great. I, I got to get this picture out. I got to get this picture. <laughs> my friend Tony just goes, What did the teacher say? Over. Did the teacher, like, call a meeting? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> and the best thing is Ryan just wrote, my son, I won't say the name. My son made this drawing of Martin Luther King. Nothing else. That's all he said. Was just he just put that picture in with that. So he didn't say like, "What does it look like?" or anything. And we just went. So here's the conundrum. Imagine if they did it as part of like a like a class for Black History Month. And imagine if you're the teacher. What do you do? Do you hang that up in the hallway next to the other ones? This is Adolf Hitler. Like this is like if if this what's a scowl. Like the scowl. If the Simpsons Simpsons made an Adolf Hitler character, (laughs) this would be him. This is so good. Oh, my. I mean, it's like you can't. Hold on. Let me see Hitler Simpsons. No, no. This Hitler is way better than the Simpsons Hitler. Google Simpsons Hitler. Like he, his son smashed If this was a Hitler Hitler drawing contest, this kid would get first place. It would, he would come in, in first the in the world. In the world. I don't think uh, Leonardo da Vinci could have run. <laughs> in the world. Of anyone ever to exist. Bro, imagine, in the world, imagine Martin Luther King was alive and this little kid comes up to him. I drew a picture of you, Mr. Martin Luther King. And hands it to him. Uh, Dude, everyone do my friend Ryan goes, not gonna lie, I'm a little worried. Bro, this reminds me when I was in first grade and, and uh, Penny, Anthony Hardaway came to speak at, uh, I think our school, or it was like some uh, father son kind of adventure. So, fucking, I draw this picture of Penny Hardaway that looks nothing like him. It looks like this nerdy white dude with like short shorts playing basketball. And my mom made me hand it to him. And I handed it to him. And he just started busting out laughing for like five fucking minutes. And I got like upset that he laughed at my fucking picture. But looking back at this Hitler dude is. Oh. I can't. It's a terrible podcast because they can't see it. So they just have to. Well, I tell you what we can do. What we can do is put this picture on the uh, flyer. This is going on the. I, I I literally I'm asking him right now. Um, I told him I just did a two minute segment on No Mercy on this. Um, I need to use this picture. <laughs> like, and now now what? We're gonna fucking post the No Mercy <laughs> I was podcast about to with say, Hitler on we're the front. Get like, taken cool. Yeah, great, great, great thinking, Bob. Like, we're not already fucking fucking on the line. <laughs> 
But uh, anyway, uh, I enjoyed this, Bob. We made it three hours, so that way they can't complain. So basically, they got two weeks worth of yeah. listening in one episode, right? So made back one week from last week. But um, yeah, I'm excited to to keep this train rolling in this direction. And uh, I'm also excited to uh, find another co-host. So I hope hopefully at some point soon uh, we get you out of here and uh, replace you with Danny. He, if you've I noticed, I've been slowly easing him from five minutes yeah. to 20 minutes to four. Like this one, he was on an hour. So just let you know, uh, you're about to be uh, Bobby Pip. And Dan Garrick is going to come in and uh, nah, take I'm going to be Aaron back, fucking so. Boone. That's what I'm going to be. And I'm going to yeah. come back and I'm going to hit a home run. You're going to be the worst manager. You're going to be the worst <laughs> no, you're manager be saying Bob Bleakin, Bob Bleep and Bosha the, the way they said Bob Bleep and Boone or Aaron Bleep and I, I already do that. <laughs> fucking Bobby. Bobby fucking. Every time. I already oh, have fucking it. your name every time. So. All right, party people. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, like, subscribe, download, follow, review, whatever anyone who makes money off their shit says to do. You don't have to do any of that here because we don't make a fucking dollar, but we're about to. So uh, big stuff coming on the front. Uh, make sure to check out 4deepbets.com. Uh, obviously, just a great community over there. I've been spending a ton of time, probably too much time, in those voice chats over there with those guys. So uh, if you come over, I will hang out with you too. And that's Oh, and it. if, and you want, if you'd like to advertise but for- on our show, go to at Danny No Mercy uh-huh. on Twitter and inbox Yes, let Danny know who wants to have it. We'll give an ad space. We yeah. could do it generic too. We could, yeah. You want to send us like fucking a uh, hundred bucks? Yeah. Say your name. Oh, we're gonna do like that. Like if it's your birthday like or some shit. We, you know, we could probably make a lot of money. You know, we could probably make a lot of money from that. Like just fucking telling people, like, yo, we start like a fucking, uh, we start like a fucking Patreon or some shit. I don't know how people people do this shit. Uh, we start a place to them to send money, Venmo, and uh, we say, listen, we auction off airtime. So on the podcast, we say, hey, we will say Tommy fucked you and, you know, insert someone's name, you know, and you could bid on it. Bobby, we may have a market. I'm making a marketplace right here so they could bid on airtime. So someone goes, all right, I hate my ex-girlfriend, fucking Janet mm-hmm. Vernano, you know, and then it's like hundred bucks. And then someone else goes, I hate my ex more fucking uh, <laughs> Maria Machado and, you know, $150. So then what happens is whoever wins. I have to say, you know, I fucked that I slut like Maria Machado. Like- you know? I mean, this could really be a thing. Some people may pay fucking 20 bucks just to get their name mentioned, right? Like, just say Joey one time. So we'll just be in here like, yeah. So anyway, the Illuminati's doing shit, Joey. And then we just go back and boom, there's $20 in a and the, second. There's an app where, like, you can pay celebrities to, like, wish your kid a happy birthday. There, yes, but this, there is a market for Instead this. Instead of advertising, we just pay... To get like whatever you want mentioned, whatever you want mentioned, yes. you, you pay for that specific time. Yeah. And it's free market capitalism. Right. We're providing a service. So we're not providing a service to Blue Chew or whatever. The, providing a service to you, the people, the patriots. Yeah. So the like if, if you want to pay, no, Dude, I'm, Bobby, not, I'm not, if you want to pay, like let's just say it's like however much a minute, a, a second. And we split, we split it. Well, that part of 10. it we can negotiate off air because that's some fucking bullshit. Yeah, we can go down, but right. I think you're. I think you deserve ten. So you know, so, if you, you could say whatever you want, whatever you want, you know, price per second, right? Your price per word. How does that sound? We can do we do by word. If you want to say, yeah, Tommy, well, no, it's, it's whatever you want. You, it's an open you know, market. And we could set. Wow. We could set a floor for it. Like we could set a floor saying, listen, we won't do anything for less than. Let's say you have a demo tape, or right? Like, yo, I wrote a but, like a fucking kick-ass hip-hop song. 
Uh, I want to debut it on, on No Mercy in front of 50,000 people. Well, let's negotiate a price. We may put it as our intro music one week. We can all we could do wow. the auctions live in the Gilded, and people could bid back and forth. And we could even put out a menu. Like if you'd like Tommy to literally introduce your restaurant in your local town in the first fucking ten seconds to start the podcast, that's like why didn't we you know, talk about this the first ten fucking minutes? Of if the show? you, want, I feel like we need to cut and paint because it's better now. Less people are listening to he, no less people are listening, uh, so they're not going to steal our idea. Probably shouldn't be talking about it at all. But yeah, I probably shouldn't be talking about it. And keep in mind, Bob, I always record the first minute and a half of the show oh. after we finish. So not only didn't we leave it up, I can motherfucking lead with it. I can lead with it. So it could be the first thing they hear. So I can tell them there's a special Easter egg at the end where you get to give us money. <laughs> <laughs> no? So, but this is. This is good this shit is I'm thinking of here. It's a really creative way to whore yourself out. Bob, do you see how I just – do you see uh, – and this literally puts a bow on the whole episode yeah. of entrepreneurship. How you take something that everyone's doing to make money and how we initially think, you know what? Let me go do what this guy's doing to go make this money here doing this thing. And then you flip it on its head. Okay, so why mm. is Blue Chew paying him money? Because – they want their message heard to the masses. Well, m as much as a big company wants their message heard, isn't that more important? Flip it upside down for a person who no one listens to to get their message heard. How much will that person pay? And are there more of those people? I could find thousands of people who will give me 20 bucks to say a word on a podcast. I may find one company that's willing to put their name on the line to a dude who's telling dick jokes about fucking that's the Illuminati. That's true, too, because right? I mean, realistically, so, like with our reach, we're kind of limited as far as like the type of companies that would want like VPN. Yeah, we got like four and, things. Trojan VPNs yeah. and blue chew pills. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's it. So now we've just also, and again, to extrapolate the top of the pyramids, pyramid points at the bottom in this one where it just gets bigger as you go higher. Now we have created a marketplace. Now I reach out to other people and start marketing this idea. Hey, I have this idea. I have this concept. We've already built an app. We already have a system. Do you want to now be a partner and affiliate of ours where we can have people donate to your podcast, sir? And we will take a percentage. Wow. Now we have passive income. Now we don't even have to do it anymore. We have 10 other podcasts that are doing it that we're getting 20% of all their deals from that are now spreading it through their network. And next thing you know, me and you are sitting back doing No Mercy without talking about Joey or Maria Merchova. And we're just fucking raking in the dough. 90-10 like true partners. Game, set, I've never met a partner that goes 90-10. So nice try. You've just tried to snuck in on that twice. I mean, I've never had a partner who had 0% to do with an idea. Didn't I, was I literally the one that brought so up just the idea happy. of investing in us and at Danny No Mercy with your with your investment ideas? Yes, but no, that was stupid. Bring Danny in was just going to cut your percentage wow. down. That's how you got 10. You might be able to work your Isn't way up I to 20. also the one that said we should Danny start monetizing this show? All right, well, we also going to have to buy 60, some shit. And do, all right, fine. 60, 70, 30. No, you're 60, you're a crazy that's, that's person. That's the best I can do. I, I gotta see. leave. I gotta leave it. I gotta leave at least. All right, how about this? Sixty thirty, and we how leave ten percent from when 55, Danny takes us. Thirty five, and we leave ten percent. Yeah, we're getting crazy. Well, I mean, that's we gotta crazy, take. We gotta me. hack five percent off. Of me. Listen, I've been watching nothing but shows on negotiation. All right, I think fifty five thirty five, leaving ten percent mm -hmm. open. 
for a third possible part. So my favorite negotiation move when you have a rookie like yourself trying to negotiate is go, okay, back to 80-10. Oh, okay. Well, no. Yeah, see? And then watch how quick you run to 60-40 when I do that. I'll Listen, do 60-40. I'll do 60-40. I will Final offer. Off. I like that. You said that. I, I agree. I will do 60-40. Mm. No. 70-30, no. 50-50. 50-50 is the best I can do. <laughs> See, there you go, Bob. All right, then it's 50-50. Whoever has the leverage, always make them feel like you're dragging them down the line and yeah. then just pull it from them. You know, that's I'm it. done. 50-50, that's 80, it. 80-20, or we're done here. That's it. 70-30, fine, Okay, so 70-30. Good. Glad we have an agreement. Uh, we will work with that. Guys, me and Bob will continue to work out the contract for our 80-20 agreement on the new site. And uh, you guys make sure to save up your money so you can give it to us and we will say the name of the person you hate most and fuck them in the ass live on air. Tommy G, Bobby B, good luck. Stay questioning, motherfuckers, and save up some money to give it to Well, it's the No Mercy Podcast with Tommy G. We sure like talking about conspiracies. The party begins when we're four drinks deep. That's when we start trying to rip him she create the mayhem we create the mayhem the bot is a gay alien create the mayhem we create the mayhem 